0: Oh, mm-hmm. The Saniac Podcast, everyone. I am Shawnee Suisa, podcast producer from LA. This is Zach, all the way over from the East Coast. And tonight we have a special guest with us and longtime Saniac OG, Miss Jessica. Woo! Hey, Jessica. Hi. It is a pleasure to have you here tonight. We are going to get into a lot of great stuff. Uh, But before we do that, I want to let you guys know about our sponsor, Stitcher Premium. They are freaking fantastic. You can go to stitcher.com forward slash premium and use our promo code Saniac for one month off your monthly plan, and it is really sick. You get to listen to all your favorite podcasts ad-free, so check that out, and again, don't forget to use our promo code Saniac. Uh, We have a lot to discuss tonight, you guys. I'm going to give you guys a little outline before we get into everything. Uh, If you guys, well, we'll also do a debrief of everything that happened with the Saniac podcast on Twitter lately. And we're going (laughs) to, we, (laughs) let's just say we're going to get into everything. There's so much that's been going on. It's been crazy. Okay. Crazy weekend, crazy week. Uh, And then uh, Jessica will will (laughs) hop off and then we'll get into uh, the recap for a bit. Uh, But, you know, we, uh, listen, We know that we spoke on a lot of the issues that have been going on uh, in the black community and everything that's been happening on MTV. And, you know, a lot of that is just because we have a podcast about the show. So we feel like, you know, we really do need to comment on these topics. They're very important to us. Um, But we also hear you. We understand that you... you know, we aren't speaking from a place of firsthand knowledge. You know, this isn't this isn't our cause. It's not um, it's not ours to define either. And so, uh, we did want to bring on one of our Black, you know, Saniac listeners. Um, and and have their perspectives that's why we brought on Jess today and I think that's going to be awesome and we'll be able to get a different take on everything um and that's you know that's what we're all about like genuinely when me and Zach say that we like when people disagree we're not lying (laughs) we are not lying Mm -hmm. we like that because we the last thing we ever want Saniac to become is an echo chamber and on top of that the you know, our goal is not necessarily to build the world's biggest challenge podcast, but it is to build, you know, the best challenge community. We want the best challenge community. We want quality over quantity. And so that's what we really focus on here. And that's why we also don't like, spend all of our days defending ourselves on Twitter because who the fuck has the time, you know, we've got a great fan base as is, and we love you guys. And, you know, we don't need more. You guys are enough for us. You know, that's like, that's how we feel about it. So anyways, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background, you know, where your family's from, maybe when you started
1: watching the challenge, give us a little bit of that. Okay. So when did I start watching the challenge? I think my first season was the island, Ooh! If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, that was my first season of the show. That's reality. an
2: interesting starting point. I like yeah,
1: that, that. <laughs> that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> that was that was my first season. And then I was like an avid watcher. And then me and my sister would obsess. Oh, we were teenagers at this time. Like we would obsess over CT and DM. Like it uh-huh. was. Just, like, I know. We I did that too. It. You know, like I won't yeah. lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then. Um, I sort of like fell off probably around uh, Dirty 30. No, Invasions. I didn't watch Mm. Invasions or like I ended up actually watching Dirty 30 when the season after it was airing. So I binge watched it. So yeah, there's that.
0: Okay, okay. But But you did end up watching Invasions, right? Like you just went back and binged it? No. Oh, you I didn't? You day, never watched I,
1: it? <laughs> yeah, still to this day. I have uh, never seen, like I've seen like- It's honestly like, not this, that great, yeah. But honestly, I feel personally like I'm not even missing anything. You're so not, I'm don't worry. You're going to keep not watching it. But, um, and then as far as my background, so my, both my mom and my dad were born and raised in Nigeria. Um, I'm first generation. I was born here. Woo, first generation. Went to school here. Um, lived in SoCal my whole life I'm a Cali girl through and through Um, I've like my mom and dad like they had this like mission in life where all their kids were gonna like travel the entire United States so every summer we went to like a different state that's so cute yeah and we drove there we would like drive to a different state like every summer what was your favorite of those what was your favorite I say this all the time and I get dirty looks, but definitely (laughs) New Orleans, Louisiana.
0: Oh, that was the last place I traveled to before the fucking quarantine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, people don't think it's the prettiest place, but I just loved the vibe while I was there. Mm. So I, I, I dig it so much and I just love like the culture and everything about it. So that was hands down one of my favorite places. But, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's I mean, you have such an interesting background. I can definitely relate to you on first generation American. I think that that's such a it's such a big part of our identities growing up and people don't realize, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. like. We always talk about that. Growing up, that was such a huge thing for us. Yes. Uh, so I can definitely relate in that department. Um, and, you know, you're pretty active on Twitter. Not like, I don't know if you're super active now, but you, you're you in the know of what's happening on Twitter. You know, you're aware. And you're also friendly with a lot of the people who um, were having disagreements with us. So I think it's kind of cool to have you on um, for that area also and that kind of perspective because we get to see, you know, I feel like when people know where each other's are coming from, then these sort of arguments happen less right and and i think that's what's really missing and that was what was missing on um was it saturday or friday when everybody was going crazy so anyways let's let's get into mtv's recent decisions because there's been quite a few um and i know you had some thoughts on what happened with d and i'd love i'd love your take on that because i think that's where it all sort of started and um and we can start from there Right.
1: Um, I Oh, I have a lot of feelings on this. The thing is, I'm not going to sit here and, like, recap everything MTV did because I'm pretty sure everybody knows. Everybody's filled in at, at this point. Yeah, everyone's filled in at this point. But I will say that, um, obviously, you know, like, all Black people don't think alike, right? Like, we mm. all, we're not a monolith. You know, we each have our different, you know, points of views and things. And when I first saw these comments... I wasn't necessarily offended by them. It was more, I remember reading it and being like, was that supposed to be funny? Like The virginity
0: one? I was confused. It took me like a fucking hour
1: to understand what she was trying to say. Yeah, I was sort of like, (laughs) um, girl, you know like that joke that you make that just doesn't land? Yeah, bomb. I think it's like, if you're going to make a joke, Twitter is definitely not the place you should be making jokes. Mm. So I was just like this is this is lame like what is she doing and then to see sort of her interaction with bailey was just not good honestly the thing that i was laughing at was swaggy swaggy had me dying with yeah. his like thing on twitter we just like exposing this girl and my thing is is like i like i liked d for who she was on the show but to just see swaggy just go in on her just had me mm. rolling because he doesn't care, but, um, and then they fired her and I immediately felt some type of way about it. Yeah. Like, what did you feel about the firing? Um, I wasn't, it didn't seem to me as some sort of like, this is something for solidarity or this is something in support of the black community or were it just very much felt like y'all are doing this to make sure that you're on the right side of history mm-hmm. and that really bothered me and rubbed me the wrong way and I feel almost like in firing her MTV exposed themselves they really did yep. at least in my eyes you know I completely I actually completely agree with that yeah um I was my I sort of echo what Marlon, I don't know if you guys uh, watched what he put on Twitter. I 100% agree with what he put. And he pretty much was saying like, you guys, yes, what she said was wrong and what she said wasn't cool. But you guys pretty much in the name of racism fired a woman person of color Mm -hmm. and have continued to save and um, dismiss the actions of your white counterparts like what and specifically the white males like my god yeah I just don't understand how that furthers your message and then I just sort of feel like I cannot believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say right now (laughs) but I actually fully support what Shane MTV Shane had to say Mm -hmm. from the cast had to say about the situation because he posted on Instagram and he was like pretty much this is all lip service and he said something that I really agreed with as far as like if you guys really want to make a change I want to see a change in production in the way you guys edit the people of color on this show in the way and he was listing all these things and I was like oh my god like that is so true and I agree with that and so I just felt like it was it was corny. And a lot of people, you know, they're easy to say, oh, well, what D did was wrong. So she deserves it. And I personally, I kind of think that that's kind of hypocritical because I guarantee you, if it was someone like, I don't know, Kyle, that said those same comments yeah. I and and got fired, I really think that the challenge fan base would have been in uproar about it. I think they would have been really upset. I don't think that they would have taken that line down. And I think that they would have felt like Kyle was fired wrongly. So I don't really necessarily buy the whole, Oh, she deserved it, you know, and they needed to make an example of her. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I
0: hear, you know, I hear that also. I do think that, um, the fact that D was not as liked or, well, she was pretty much hated for majority of this season. Right. Uh, helped MTV because it kind of gave them an easy out. They were like, Well, nobody likes D anyways. This will make us
1: look great and it'll make us look like we're exactly, for the cause. So, exactly. exactly. You know? And I was just sort of like, Because you know, my biggest thing, and I say this all the time in like challenge fans, like comment sections and stuff, <laughs> my <laughs> only thing is I need everybody to keep the same energy. That's mm-hmm. my only gripe with that anybody ever. Yeah. Yes. If you're going to do something, keep the same energy. And if you're going to make a stance and make a point out of D to sort of be like, this is, we don't stand for this. It's like, okay, but there is men, especially on this show who have said far worse that you have never even given a tap on the wrist to. So we need to keep that same energy.
0: I mean, the whole thing for me is that, like what Shane was saying. I mean, I, we, we said this on a, a couple episodes back. It just feels like a huge smoke screen. And my biggest concern is the fact that the fans are buying into it. And that's kind of where yeah, my issue, my issue with Jordan um, or with the backlash of Jordan stuff lies, because I feel like, like, yeah, that's a yeah, that was a problem and it needs to be addressed. But we're all getting so easily distracted by what the bigger issue is, which is the fact that there's not enough diversity in casting. They're right. literally stereotyping every single POC that enters onto the place. Even I mean, they're stereotyping everyone that goes into there and the POCs have way less stereotypes that they can pick from. So they're like the aggressive this or the that, you right. know, and it's it's so ridiculous and there's so much more that needs to be done from the actual network because what we're trying to fight right now and correct me if I'm wrong is systemic racism racism in systems and reality tv is a fucking system and the way that the challenge is produced is a system and that is what we need to be it's like it's like mtv is allowing us to go after the cast members because they want us to keep doing that they want us to be distracted and not you know put the
1: spotlight on them which really needs to happen i think i think the show really needs to first of all you guys need to amplify your voices of color or your people of color first of all foremost I, I hate that johnny the most problematic one on that cast has been the voice of your guys's show for how long and now all of a sudden it's like we stand against racism no you don't you have johnny as the face of your your yeah. show you know yeah. so we really need to amplify those voices and also i think that like i think that the network needs to do better at sort of fishing out microaggressions, you know? Yeah. Like she said this, you know, she was like, How come you guys were allowed two grown white men to call me out of my name multiple times and no one said anything about it? Yes. Why mm-hmm. is the why was that able to happen? And you know, I think that there has been a lot of things done by people on this show that have been overlooked because necessarily maybe it wasn't the time to talk about racism but I'm that's what's sort of upsetting me because I'm like racism has always been wrong yeah yeah the time the mistreatment of people of color on your show has always been wrong you know so why is it now that because this is a movement you guys I get I get you guys want to be on the right side of history but it just doesn't seem genuine and I just and I don't necessarily think that they're going to keep the same energy I'm really clear curious to see what they do for season 36 who they cast
2: i am too yeah i i really i really think they're going to they're going to try and make it a, a much more diverse cast and yeah. hopefully that's what they want to do moving forward because that's what they want to do hopefully it's not another scapegoat which is exactly mm-hmm. what we're talking about one of the biggest problems when you're talking about systemic issues is the concept of scapegoating someone scapegoating d and now you've got the fans they they think that they can They, the fans think that they can solve the problem by doing the same thing, by scapegoating individual people. And they think that's gonna fix the problem as a whole, but really it's creating a bad cycle both ways because you've got MTV trying to do these little fixes here and not present a unified voice moving forward. It's it's a whole mess right now, but I'm very interested to see just like you are, what's going to happen on season 36. And I feel like Jessica, what has happened here, you and I, this season it's been a beautiful thing. We've seen our personal interests align.
1: I look, there must be God because I did not ever think that, that was gonna happen. I actually like I like I said, I cannot even believe that I was using Shane as a reference. But at the end of the day, like as much as I might not mess with him on the show, the man has been woke since
2: forever. Oh yeah. absolutely but even more important than that the two people who i have really enjoyed the most on the show this season are two people that i know you love which is first of all our guy nelson thomas oh my god love nelson amazing
0: on last night's episode yeah
2: and bailey and i think these are two these have been the two this has nothing to do with with color or diversity these have just been the two most entertaining quality voices that we've heard on the show this season and What I've seen online and what I've seen on Facebook, people don't like Bailey. They've been disrespecting Bailey all season. And it's weird, but someone like Maddie, who in my eyes is a terrible person, who has three DUIs and should not be allowed on the show. um, People love Maddie. People loved Maddie this season. They all rallied around her. They were like, yeah, we like Maddie this is a piece bailey we don't like bailey just just in unison you can look at the threads you can look at the threads where they rank the cast members that they like Yeah, you know, twitter last night you can look at yeah. twitter
0: last
1: night it was brain you know so i you know what i really think is the problem with that and it relates back to what i was saying about what shane said it's how they're editing these people yup let me talk about nelson real quick okay i love nelson i always have okay it's not like something that i had to wake up on i've always liked him mm-hmm. the thing that bothers me about how wrong they do Nelson is the fact that like I don't know if a lot of people know Nelson's backstory but like this man has come from like the hood and made himself like into who he is today and I admire the hell out of that let's just start there but also like the fact that a lot of people. Like they see Nelson and they'll say things like, oh my God, he's the definition of toxic masculinity. He hates women. He's angry. He's this. And I'm like, okay, see, I blame the show because Mm -hmm. when they show Nelson, what are the things they show about him? Mm. They show him lashing out. They show the moments where he says stupid things, you know, and they have sort of capitalized on making him this dumb guy who's aggressive. And I don't think that that is, a holistic view of who he is. And then it, it, what disgusts me is people yesterday were like, oh, you know, cause Nelson was comforting Bailey, you know? Yeah, and everyone, that
0: shit was cute. Oh,
1: <laughs> Nelson is like finally doing something right. It's like, but hold on. If you got, have we been watching the same show? Because Nelson for seasons, time and time again, has always like been mm. that way towards women. Yeah. That's why I never fell into that whole, um, you know, Nelson is, you know, hate yeah, women. Nelson
2: and Kayla, free. and it was a one-off, it was a one-off yeah. thing. It was it's just not, an issue I mean, between them. They men. were
1: two isolated instances, Nelson and Anissa mm. and Nelson and Kayla. I I cannot put that as a representation of who, who he is holistically when just, I think it was what, in World Awards 1, wasn't it Nelson that was telling Shane, hey, Shane, you can't call women bitches like that's not okay we can't yeah in, in final
2: reckoning that's a great point oh yeah you know, yeah, with yeah. Shane
1: and so yep. and then so it's like wasn't wasn't it um nelson that was talking earlier with big t comforting her all season when she fell out of so i just some sort of like okay and then juxtapose that to someone like tony right who is mm-hmm. beloved by the challenge fans and everyone loves him but it's like are we not forgetting how toxic and horrible actually horrible tony was you know in his Mm. first season and he got forgiven for that what 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 i'm saying is is like you have two characters who pretty much got completely different edits and now one is beloved but it's like were you guys outraged when tony had camilla pinned against the wall and was screaming in her face they got
2: kicked off the show for that Because it was so bad. So you can imagine what we didn't see from
1: that. Exactly. And so it's like you guys saw that and they got reprimanded for it. But it's like Tony is still beloved. So I just feel like, you know, it's I feel like a lot of it is on the show and how they're editing these people of color and not giving them necessarily, you know, the best light. Because like I said, um, Tony did all that and then was able to come back for I think it was Vendettas. And he had a whole segment called Tony Time and he was Mm -hmm. celebrated and he was the man. And it was like. Yeah, they gave him the redemption storyline. They gave him the redemption, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I uh I
0: completely agree with that. The edit is one of my biggest issues with reality TV in general because and and I want the fans right now to listen to me when I'm saying this. You can notice because of what they're doing now by taking out D from the episodes, you have a very unique opportunity to be able to be aware of the fact that they can alter these storylines in the snap of a finger. You know what I'm saying? Like, it takes no effort for them to change who they want to focus on, how much time they want to give them on camera. Everybody's got stuff going on in the house. But what you see is what they choose for you to see. And that is exactly what's happening right now. By them removing D. you guys actually have visible proof of how easy that is to do. I mean, we barely even saw her. And there was definitely plans for her to be huge storylines in the last few episodes. So you know that it's feasible to completely switch someone's personality on TV. You know that. And with Bailey, for example, on last night, they focused on her rage as opposed to the panic attack right right, right. so oh, yeah. I so was gonna say so it's thing. like you know that's that's such yeah. an obvious example just right there in front of our face it's like they could have easily gone the route of focusing on the panic attack which they've done with other people like ashley who've had panic attacks and things like that in the past so i definitely think that the edit is a huge issue and it's something that people do not talk about enough
1: yeah yeah and i and Oh my God! If I I could talk all day about challenge fans, but not like the group, but I'm saying like fans of yeah, the time. yeah. Because I just sometimes I have such an issue with the way they look at things. Because I'm just like, why you got It's almost like they hate women that like have any sort of dominating personality. It's almost like they want nothing to do with it, and it's I don't I don't understand that, and so I don't. Get the Bailey hate. I really don't. Um, a lot of people think like she's. I thought it was funny on uh, um, uh, yesterday's episode when she was like, I either it's either tears or screaming. I go from zero to a hundred. <laughs> like, yeah. But who on the show like doesn't, you know? So it's they've sort been of in like, a,
0: they've been in a bunker for two months. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's like, that's intense, man. There's no cell phones. There's no shit. There's no fucking books. Like that's intense.
1: Like, think about it. You can't hate Bailey and like love Nani. Yeah. They yeah. Same, yeah. Like uh. they operate the same way. They're uh. both very emotional women, you know, they're very outspoken, they're not Loud. afraid of confrontation, you know, they're, you know, they say what they mean, so it's just sort of like.
2: If people could watch the show, and, and this is this is why there will always be so many debates in challenge Fan if people could all watch the show with a general understanding of how editing works, with, with an ability to drop this double standard, with an ability to just watch the show and, and draw conclusions without having to listen to what other people are telling you, then we wouldn't be we would have to focus on this stuff so much. But it's because mm. there's so much misunderstanding and misinformation out there, and it's because MTV is doing such a bad job presenting these current issues to us that we have to keep talking about this and we have to keep trying to sort through the bullshit because you've got, unfortunately, one of the things that, you know, from my perspective in, in what we discovered this week on Twitter is, people are trying to fight negativity with negativity. And that is really mm. unfortunate. And I took time to reflect on some of the stuff and, you know, first and foremost, the, uh, the tea time podcast, um, they, they said some stuff to us and, you know, guys, just knowing me and in, in general, you know, heads up, I'm, I'm a really sarcastic asshole. Like, I yeah. this down. So, so, um, <laughs> I will, I will give that you know, I will give that to you in my response, but that that's, that's me. Like that's my defense mechanism. That's not me trying to discredit your, your hurt or how you feel about racism or how you feel about comments that people have made. And I think that that was lost in some of the stuff that was said between us and tea time. So I, I reached out to them and I said, Hey guys, I, I'm really oh, sorry. Guys,
0: this was Zach's idea. And he's, yeah. he sent all the messages. I'm telling you, this was a hundred percent. his was was idea. Like this was pretty crazy. I was like, all right.
2: But I wanted to seek them out personally and say, Hey, um, you know, I listened to what you guys had to say, and I I understand that you guys don't, you know, we don't know each other at all. You don't, you don't know how I operate. I don't know how you guys operate. So I'm really sorry because I feel like I said stuff that offended you and made you feel like I was minimizing your voice. And I really didn't want to do that. So I would love it if we could talk about this in DMs or we could even, you know, have actual civil discourse, which is one thing I was calling for. We can have actual civil discourse about they said, sure, let's do a podcast. So we're gonna do a crossover with them. We're all going to sit down. We're going to talk for a little bit. And we're just, you know, they don't, I, the one thing I told them was, look, if you guys can understand that um, we're not supporting Jordan or what he said in the past, but we had, we had different takeaways from the live with Naya than you did. If, if we can agree to disagree on that, I think you'll see that we line up on a lot of stuff and they were cool with that. Mm. So, but unfortunately, one thing we did see was that um People who were really trying to stand for social justice and change, they were really missing the mark because, in my opinion, they said really offensive things to Shawnee, And it was out of ignorance. It wasn't intentional. They just didn't realize. they And they were very out of line saying, you guys are two white people talking about this and you don't deserve to tell us to be quiet when you're two white people and you have privilege. And they, it's like they weren't getting it. When I was personally trying to point out and say, hey, I am a white man. I totally understand that. Yeah, Zach doesn't
0: get. I want. I want to make that point clear because everyone thinks that you were like offended by being called white. Like you don't give a shit. You are. That's factual. You guys totally missed the mark on that. And I don't be offended by somebody saying that I pass or that I look white. That's absolutely acceptable because that's absolutely factual. But like completely discrediting all of my ethnicity and my heritage and like where I come from. It's just like we can't even have a proper discussion at that point because you're just d- doubling down on the stupidest points. And it made me feel so invalid. And and then it got really anti-Semitic. I, we got DMs, somebody called me a rat. I mean, it like it, it turned into just a really negative area. I'm and not even going to
2: say somebody. I'm going to say Jay Challenge, aka Liz Challenge, called Johnny a rat. AJ which,
0: Gutierrez.
2: Yeah, which is an offensive term towards Jewish people. And whether or not Jay, aka Liz, knew that Chani was Jewish when he said that. We've been dealing with people on the show doing things in ignorance and not realizing it was offensive and being uh, really like, fr- like really dragged through the fire. For example, Georgia, who did not understand the offensive implications of blackface, and, and um, she did that out of ignorance, which is not me saying that she shouldn't be criticized. She should be rightfully criticized and educated about it but you did it in ignorance. So what I'm saying is if you're calling a Jewish person a rat in ignorance, not realizing that that's offensive to their culture, you guys got it. It's like you said, Jess, like some people need to keep that same energy and understand that if you're trying to fight for positive change, just like we are, you shouldn't fight negativity with negativity. Don't discredit someone's heritage. Don't
0: fight racism with anti-Semitism. Like if someone
2: someone (laughs) says, hey, if if my co-host says, hey, like this offends me that you guys are telling me that I'm I'm white. You're you're, you're you're discrediting what I've been through. Um, that hurts me. And that's all I wanted to really... I mean, you are white. Yes.
1: But, you know, I know what you're saying. Like, you still, you know, yeah, it's great that you guys are talking about it. I can see sort of, though, people's issue with, like, two white people having a overall, you know, conversation about racial issues and not, yeah, you know... Yeah, but... but like, I talked to about that and she knows but it's like you guys were you know trying to bring people into the conversation and so there's nothing wrong with that
0: I just think there's something else to be said about that, and the fact that like not everybody can define their race really easily. There are a lot of cultures out there that you know they don't fit in the molds that people have let out you know laid out the labels, and a lot of people don't realize that because they're so focused on what we have here in America, and they don't understand that there's like a ton of other fucking human beings out there with different nationalities who identify really differently. So yeah, like maybe I'm in the brown category if you want to like label me on a color spectrum or whatever the fuck it is, but I don't even you know I don't know if that's necessarily true and and i feel like that label is taken by the latin americans here in america so is that really even mine and you know on the census a huge issue that a lot of people have is that mena which is the middle east and north african a lot of times often clumped together has no has no descriptor there's no um there's none of there's no category for us on the census so there's no data on us we're just sort of lumped in with a bunch of other groups and you know it it doesn't and I think that's an issue. And I think that's kind of a problem for us and, and being able to identify ourselves. There's like a huge Reddit. There's a few actually huge, really cool Reddit, Reddit threads. Though. Okay, so there's there, <laughs> I was stumbling across all these Reddit threads of um, what do you say when people ask what your race is if you're Moroccan? Like there's genuinely a ton of Moroccans who are out right. there discussing this and a lot of them were just like i just say moroccan and that's literally what i've always said because i don't know what else to say i'm not trying to you know i'm not like this that or the other i'm just i'm moroccan and that's that's how i identify and and i think i just had a big issue with people like trying to tell me well no you're this or you're that and and also i mean this this boils down to the issue that we spoke about which is the fact that nobody's listening to our podcast they were criticizing based on assumptions from tweets and so we actually I, i started the conversation by saying that like I accept my privilege and I understand where we're coming from and that we aren't speaking from a first hand perspective. But they obviously didn't hear that, you know? So so Wait, I you who know the Twitter, you or Zach?
2: It's mostly me.
1: It's
0: mostly oh, him, that but explains- I was but I was like all over it on that day because I was getting so emotional about it. I was like, I was like, respo- I think I was responding worse than Zach, in my opinion, because I was just like, f- I was furious. I was like, yeah. shut up, like enough yeah. of this. But I want to talk, I think I want to flip the switch or go back a little bit and talk more about um, the Jordan and I situation, because I'd love your take on that. I want to know what you thought about, first of all, like when it happened. I don't know if you watched it live, uh, that real world season, um, and then your thoughts on on everything happening now, you know, and how they're handling it.
1: Yeah, I really thought about that because I was just sort of like, okay, Jessica, you have to take your emotions out of it, right? Because, you know, like, what? Yeah. So anyways, um, I saw, I watched, I was a big real world fan, like a big. So I definitely, so I definitely watched uh, Jordan's season and I just thought he this guy, I was like, this guy is from some small town was mm-hmm. raised by like some asshole, you know, And you know I and again, you know, they really uh, made you sympathize with Jordan's past because correct me if I'm wrong, but like Jordan was the one who had like like the really abusive dad or something like that who would like i, I...
2: I do think that was yeah like I think that was a part of his, his yeah story.
1: that was like one yeah. of actually people forget that was that his, I don't actually remember that storyline damn yeah I, I am pretty sure that was Jordan um but anyways and so the, you made him feel they made you feel sorry for him while he would still do these horrible awful things and say these mm. things so anyways I didn't like him after that and then um fast forward to like recent days in the challenge I just get so frustrated because I'm like why is it that this man can say the things he does and the excuse for it is, Oh, well, that's just Jordan. No, it's no. awful. You know, and someone needs to be the one to be like, um, this is not just Jordan. This is wrong. You know? And I think um, one of the things that was funny was watching the fans sort of scrabble, right? Because, I said Scrabble, scramble, scramble, um, <laughs> um, because they were so quick to be like, "Oh yeah, D deserves and did it up." But then when we offered up Jordan on a silver platter of like, actually he can go too because he's trash. Everyone was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! No, 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 no! What he did was so long ago." And so, anyways, fast forward to that. The thing with him and Naya, the way I see it is this: Naya can forgive who she wants to forgive. Mm. She can befriend who she wants to befriend. If she wants to forgive Jordan for what he said and did to her, that is her right. If she wants to befriend him, that is her right. If she wants to support him and encourage him, that is her right. But Mm -hmm. not all Black people are obligated to feel the way she does. And that is what I've been seeing a lot of. And that is Mm. disgusting. And that needs to stop. People need to stop telling Black people how they should feel about racism, period. That's not okay. So just because Naya forgave him and befriended him does not mean that other black people or people of color should just do that just because she did. That's great that she did that. I'm happy for her, but that does not mean that we all need to take that posture. And I think that I've been seeing a lot of people sort of telling people that they don't have the right to be mad at Jordan. Like because Naya forgave him, you mean? Yeah, that Mm. that needs to stop. Yes, we have every right to be mad at Jordan because what Jordan did was wrong. And as a black woman, I am absolutely have the right to be mad at racism, period. And that's what absolutely. that was.
0: Well, it's the same thing. Just as Naya has the right to forgive him, you have the right to be mad at him. Do you know what I mean? Everybody, right. every individual right. has the right to feel the their own way about that
1: situation. And, and right. you know, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Look, I saw a lot of people dragging Naya. And I don't necessarily think that was warranted because, like I said, mm. Naya has the right to Because it happened to her, so I'm not going to tell someone how they should handle what happens to them, you know? Absolutely. He wants to forgive him, and she wants to befriend him. That is her right. You go, girl. Good for you. But that does not now mean that every other Black person should be like, "Um, Jordan's great now. Naya forgave him. It's like, don't Mm. stop doing that. That's corny. It's whack. It's not good. Don't do that.
2: As to what you're saying, Jess, I think that, because this is such a sensitive issue I think there's a lot of people who felt like that's what we or or, or that's what I was trying to say like hey you mm. guys can't be offended about this that's that's what we've gotten a lot yeah, of and, that's that's, yeah, yeah. And, and I I don't I I really hate that that I don't know if there's anything that we said that is is making people think that or if that's just the stance people are taking without having to listened to what we said the one thing that I wanted to point out and that I think Shawnee agreed with is that there were people who went into that live, into those lives they did with with their minds made up to say, one, you know, we're going to blow up the comment section, which I, I thought was bullshit because everybody well, there was ha- a
0: tweet about it. So it wasn't like a conspiracy. Yeah. It was like tweeted and, out like, Go and, blow and it up.
2: you know, every, everybody should have if if Jordan and I want to partake in civil discourse and tell their story together, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, they should have that opportunity. I think it's stupid to say, hey, let's troll the shit out of it. And two um people were saying you know there's just so much conjecture people are saying oh jordan's you know mtv's paying Nia to do this jordan's only doing this to save is to save face whether or oh, not i didn't
0: even see those what, <laughs>
2: that,
1: the, i to, did not yeah, see
2: that people can totally have that opinion but the the people who have that opinion need to understand that it's it's pure conjecture you know there, there's nothing to confirm that the only thing that we have to go on is what they're saying to each other and if you like it that's fine. If you hate it, that's also fine. It's, it's totally fine either way. And people just need to agree to disagree with us that, you know, we personally, Shani and I, uh, one and a half white people, um, thought that it was at least positive that they were able to get together and tell their story. And that's all we were trying to say. And I totally but understand I why some did... people thought it was bullshit.
0: And, 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 you know, maybe the way that we made the point, um, Across, I mean, whether it was from people listening to us or on Twitter, you know, there's words were not fully said. So it's very feasible that people would take it that way. And so we definitely don't want that to come across ever because everyone has the right to feel their own way about everything. And we especially here like... I mean, disagreeing with us is everything we want and more because it also pushes us to grow. Cause what if there's something that we're missing there? What if we're not, you know, looking into it enough? And and I want to be able to hear all the perspectives on everything because I feel like that's what makes you the smartest possible human. And that's I mean, that's my goal really. Like I want, you know, I want to achieve that sort of level of intellect. And I think that requires seeking out all these different opinions. And um and 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 on top of that, with the Jordan and I alive specifically, I understood how people could feel about it because I mean it was mostly her talking like the fr- not the after buzz one cuz that one was more moderated so it was like more right. fair but but the one that they did it was really a lot of Naya you know and, and Jordan right. was I mean, he was kind of a mute at, you know, during it. So I definitely were
1: like, um, Tori probably told him not to say anything. (laughs) He,
0: he honestly looked exhausted. Like it looked like he just hadn't slept or something. And he doesn't seem to be that comfortable on camera for someone who's like on TV all the time. Cause these podcast things that he's been doing, like he doesn't, I don't know. I I mean, I think I talk better on camera. You know what I mean? I, I feel like he was really not, um, articulating himself well and, and I also think
1: on the after buzz, did you watch that episode? What did you think of that? I, I watched a bit of it and my thing, my thing with Jordan. And I know that this is like so controversial because Jordan is as much as people also hate Jordan. People love Jordan. And yeah. my I think, I, I mean, like, I like Jordan. Yeah. And I'm going to say what I say and it's like, whatever, but it's like, the thing with it is like, Jordan has had, Ample years to say those same things that he was saying on AfterBuzz and on Live with Naya, and so I think a lot of people are like, "So why is it now that you decided to say this?" And but he another- did. He did an after show about it.
0: They did an after show with Coral.
1: Oh, and that's the thing is, I think I saw that where they after his season of Real World aired, yeah. they brought him on AfterBuzz, and the thing that I find weird that no one is talking about is. I'm pretty sure I saw the clip where they asked him to clarify what it is that he said and did. And Jordan doubled down on his actions. Very Mm -hmm. much so. And so I think that it's sort of, at least in my eyes, I just don't really buy Jordan's thing. And then also another thing that I'm seeing that I think is corny is a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, the Jordan thing happened so long ago, you know, like that shouldn't, and it's like, what? I don't care if it happened in 2002. My thing with Jordan is that may have happened a long time ago, but Jordan was also caught red-handed liking xenophobic tweets just in 2019 towards Turbo. So it's hard for me to sort of accept this narrative that they are Mm. trying to build behind Jordan, that he has grown from what he's done, from what he said, when he, as of 2019, was liking and retweeting very xenophobic comments that were not okay at all. So I'm just sort of like, okay, does this look very scripted and fake? It absolutely does. But that's just my opinion of it, right? Um, I think that um, I, I, I especially don't think that Jordan can get away with saying those things now. You know, and well, yeah, I, I mean, of course not. Yeah, and I and I also think that you know he made. Maybe has changed, you know, Marlon also the the part w- where he was on Afterbus, he also said out of his mouth, like, you know, I was Jordan's roommate. We were partners on rivals, like Jordan has changed, you know mm. And so you know, if everybody is saying the same thing about Jordan, then I'm you know, it's probably accurate, but I'm just saying the optics of it was very bad, and I just think that people need to stop telling people how they should feel about it. When they have every right to feel how they feel,
0: I hear that because I also get I you know because I feel the same way. I mean, for me, it's so easy to be able to relate because anti semitism anti semitism is so prevalent. So I can just easily quick you know switch to like okay, well, how would I feel if somebody you know said exactly. a super anti semitic things and yeah. was on like an apology tour? And so I don't know, but I you know I generally think I would feel a similar way because. Like you said, something that I always look for when it comes to like a person's growth is the people that are around them. Because I feel like the people who are around them who know them best through the facade of social media or fucking editing on TV shows or whatever it is, I feel like they have more of an inside look into how this person is. I mean, you know, they they could have a skewed perception, who knows, but I feel like that's who I trust the most when it comes to these kind of things. So that's why you know, for me, Naya's words meant a lot and Marlon's words meant a lot. And those kind of, you know, those words, Tori's words really meant a lot to me. I know, you know, she's not a black person, but how she views him does matter to me in a, in, in a certain way. And- I mean, um, I understand. Yeah, so but
1: it looks fake to me, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah,
0: about- but I but I do get where you're coming from, because, you know, completely regardless of all of that, there are a lot of self hating individuals out there. There are a lot of individuals who don't um, have the same sort of passion or agree with w- the level of offense of certain things. And, and I get that. And that's, you know, your right to have. Um, and so I really do understand where you're coming from in this, because I can see very clearly how it would look scripted to people. I can see that. I'm not an idiot. You know, the optics are there. It's apparent. I think anybody doing an apology tour right now, there's obviously going to be criticism in that department. Right. Um, you know, some of them that I've, I personally feel were a little bit more fake than others, like that Big Brother guy. I didn't even watch most of it, but I saw without sound. OK, I should probably watch it before I judge it. But I saw it without sound and it just looked really weird. Like it just didn't. Yeah it wasn't the vibe. So, so I, I definitely do get that, you know? Um, But what I want to ask you about your thoughts on, um, uh, on Tori actually, and everything that's been happening now because she's been very active and very vocal. And I mean, I'd like to know from you, is that the right way to go about it? Is that what you guys are looking for as an ally in the cause? Like is what's, what's the perception there from your side?
1: Yeah. I, I have such a torn relationship with Tori, I really do. I feel like Tori, I appreciate how she uses her platform. I will say that, I will say that. I will say that I think that um, out of all the ways someone could use a social media platform, I appreciate the way Tori uses her platform. The problem I have with Tori is the girl is inconsistent. The Tori on social media is not the same Tori we get on the challenge. Mm. Which is a problem for me yep. because I'm like, which which girl do you want to be? Do you want to be this woke feminist progressive, you know, strong female who speaks about these things, or do you want, in my opinion, want to be this catty, scared little girl that you that yeah that that wants that is on the show? And so my thing is not consistent. And the thing with Jordan, well, I that just could feel be like editing rooms- too.
0: That could be editing. We have to always oh, yes. You're yeah. Right. You're right. You're right. You're well,
2: right. I've like, had my issues with, with Tori's personality on the show as well, and I've I've always thought she was like way too scripted in her in her confessionals And, right. and she, she We always, all know you hate you know, Tori. Well. <laughs> That's, right. that's but, what's and, gonna make our next announcement pretty interesting. Okay,
0: okay. hold on, and continue, so I, Jessica.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I think that with the Jordan Nya thing, in my eyes, like I said, I'm not speaking for everyone. Mm. Um, I think that it really exposed her because I, I was just confused. Because at first I was like, wow, this girl's really an ally. She's really, you know, trying. She's really trying to take a back seat. But what I was seeing was her voice was being really amplified. And I think that Tori in her pursuit of sort of wanting to make peace, she was sort of um, letting Jordan off the hook, which was not a good look for me. I heard that I didn't watch the whole live, so I'm not going to comment on things that I didn't see, but I did see that she was commenting a whole bunch of comments.
0: Yeah. I, I, I sort of did that and I feel bad. And apparently
1: she was saying like, Oh, like, yeah. And like, Oh, a whole bunch of, you know, like Tori is commenting hearts and she's saying like anybody that doesn't agree with this is a hater. But then. No, she didn't say that. She didn't say that. She didn't say that.
0: She said uh, she said if you guys are coming here with preconceived notions or whatever, then you're coming here just to troll. But like. Right. But right. Th- but that's, that's to the people. Those are to the people who were like, put a red heart if Jordan is a racist or something like a bunch of bullshit Which like that. Was there was also a ton There was a ton of like those comments and so but I, I do I do agree that there were obviously some valid voices in the comment section, but they were drowned out by like everybody. Yeah. Oh. Okay, okay. Thank you for clarifying that for me. It was just a big issue, I think, on all sides.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I heard that she made that, I was like, okay, well, then why is she now going on her Instagram putting out this apology that clearly said, like, because I was wondering, like, isn't there a phrase that's saying, like, you're lying in a bed of snakes? Which is, like, this is your man. This is who you link to, sis. This is who you are ride or die. This is your man, right? So that's your man come get your man in a sense of like, why has it been that you can be so vocal on all these issues, but not once out of your mouth have you ever condemned what Jordan said and never said it was wrong. Why is that? And that is bothered me. And that was a problem for me. The fact Mm. that you can use your platform for all this stuff, which is great, but you can't say that what your man did was wrong. And then lo and behold, after that live went live, she went on her thing. She made this, whole apology about how, oh, I can see why people would be upset with the actions of Jordan, but I want it to be clear that both of them did things that, you know, da and then she's, I just, my thing is like, girl, people have every right to hate your man, and you need to be okay with that, and you need to stop dismissing other people to defend him. That's my thing. If you want to defend your man, by all means, but people are not wrong for calling your man trash. Yeah. I hear how I see it.
0: I hear that. I personally thought that Tori's um that Tory's uh, story, like note that she put up was when I first read it, I haven't read it again a second time, but I probably should. Right. But the first time I read it, I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." You know, to me it felt very heartfelt and like I know it's such a completely different perspective to what you had reading it. Um but I would like to go reread it now after I've heard all the criticism because I've heard it from plenty of people not just you. Quite a few oh, people okay. You know, quite a few people were commenting that like they just didn't they didn't feel like it was genuine or that she was bringing excuses. And I remember thinking like, oh, this girl is like not excusing anything like this is great. Da da da. So I feel like I just read it from a such a different eye. And listen, I love her. So there's definitely a bias there when I read her things. You know what I'm saying? So I want to go reread it now with that kind of perspective. But it's interesting how there can be such different takeaways from these messages that are coming out there.
1: Right. But I also want to, I also want to say, like, like I said, I'm an advocate of keeping that same energy. So even though, and so although I was upset and frustrated with someone like Tori for sort of not speaking out about it, I felt the same way when Corey did it for Taylor. Let's be honest. Okay. Corey's a black man. I felt the same way when he could not say out of his mouth that what taylor did was wrong and he kept saying his actually his exact response to what she did was taylor had tweets cheyenne had tweets get over it that was that boy's response that was trash and so my thing is is like don't don't keep that energy and then get on instagram live crying that's not cute Mm -hmm. i don't buy that no 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 you should have said from jump that what you do not agree with what she said and what she said was wrong. instead, you tried to lump Cheyenne to it, which I'm not gonna have because I love Cheyenne. Cheyenne is a queen who deserves to be protected at all costs. <laughs> I think that
0: there I think there's also a difference in uh, the quantity of the tweets between Cheyenne and Taylor. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you could fill up a whole page for Taylors and Cheyenne had a few, and yeah, they were bad, okay, Whatever. They were bad, but they I don't think that you can equate those two at all. Um, but, but yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. It's all about the same energy.
1: And like I said, like I keep repeating it, but it has to be like people, it has to just sort of be equal. Like, listen, I don't like Jordan, but I will commend the fact that I like that his apology was to Naya. I like that. The fact that like he, Taylor can't relate. She can't relate the, when she spit on Alicia from, are you the one? Oh, I heard about this. Went on after buzz just last week and saying, I never got an apology. So how can, so I no longer want to hear this, um, oh, but you know, Taylor had a whole episode where she apologized. No, she's
0: Wait, was but not- that wasn't, that was about the tweets because I didn't know about this whole Alicia thing until recently. Yeah, that, that was on
2: X on, the, uh, X on the Beach.
1: Yeah, but my yeah. thing is, is like, at least Jordan apologized to the person he wronged. Taylor never did. So in my eyes, like, she's just as canceled. So my thing is just like, everybody has got to be treated with the same sort of
0: yeah that's exactly how I feel about anti-Semitism. like that's how I feel about anti-Semitism because there's yeah. this there's this crazy high standard for racism now and for for just anything for xenophobia and all of that. but there's like the lowest standard ever for anti-Semitism. I mean, you can you can be canceled for anything apart from anti-Semitism these days. which and is it's just ridiculous. It's, it's literally ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So I want to know what your thoughts are about um, the editing now. Like, what do you think about their decision to edit D out of all the episodes as a a viewer and also from the BLM perspective? Like, what does that look like to you?
1: Um, I don't like it because in their statement, they clearly say we are going to run this show Mm. as, you know, scheduled. And so my thing is like, and I think even Leroy spoke about this. He was like, wait, so y'all going to edit D out? But like, where was this energy when Camilla was literally calling me an N-word to my face? You know, but anyway. Yeah. And then winning the season. Yeah. So uh, um, I, my thing is, listen, just let the show play out. You know, D is a big storyline, She is. Oh, well, my thing is, at least my view on it is, you already fired the girl. So we already know we're never going to see her again. We already know that she's not invited back on any show. We already know that. So my thing is, then just let the show play out. Let her be seen. Let her win. Because I'm I'm pretty sure the day they fired her, I was laughing because she went on (laughs) to go win an elimination and two dailies right after that. Uh So I'm like... Are you guys serious right now? And I order so I sort of almost feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot. Because I'm like, have you guys, let's be honest. Everyone hates D, but no one's really watched since she's been fired. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so I'm sort of just like, okay, well, what? Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I feel like they should just sort of leave it alone. And as far as like the Black Lives Matter thing, it's like I understand why they're editing her out. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't understand it. I do. But my thing is, like I said in the beginning, it's tainting it, though, because you're also giving people like Johnny more storylines and more confessionals. And it's like, hasn't he also been a very big perpetrator? So my only thing is, is if you really care about Black lives and if you really care about um, what your show is standing for, who are you giving the voices to, you know? Like, who is it that you are, you know, highlighting and, um, you know, and you've given Johnny all of the screen time and all of this rah, 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 but yet you're making Bailey look like a screaming psychopath. So I just sort of, yeah. So I just sort of feel like you guys are really not, it doesn't look genuine. And my thing is just let the show play out how it's meant to play out. I understand D is fired. But I just feel like because I understand it's a show, you guys will be doing your show more of a benefit if you just keep her in. If you keep her confessionals in. Because what? We have five more weeks of it. Let's just see five more weeks of her. And she's
0: obviously yeah. a villain in it. It's not like they're – it's not exact- like they have at any point. Exactly, yeah.
1: Annie. Exactly. So it's you know? like – it's, like it's not like you're going to like her anyways. You know? yeah. You're still going to hate her. So you, they might as well just show – What she's doing and what she's saying, I don't necessarily think it's necessary for them to be making a point to sort of erase her from this franchise. Mm,
0: I really I'm I'm so glad that you see through the facade of like the PR moves. And I'm just I'm glad that that's being picked up on. I was a PR PR major. Yeah, well, there we go. See, <laughs> yeah. communications oh, awesome. majors. It's because we're yeah. communications majors that we're literally, like, yeah. sitting there looking at this and, and we're thinking, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, who are you yeah. Who are you trying to sell
1: here? Like- exactly. <laughs> and I'm just sort of like, I really hope people are not buying this. They are, though. And that's why I'm saying, like, I this whole thing, if there's anything that's come out of it for me, it's really made me look at MTV Sideways. Like, I'm really, really looking at them like, mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, one one thing that I was posting about um, recently is just last night, I think that really sucks is MTV used to be, you know, this MTV here, this, this, this shirt right here, what MTV used to stand (laughs) for, it used, it used to be like back in the
0: seventies. No, that's funny. (laughs)
2: Um, I I found a clip recently from, it was, it, it was on MTV in 1992. It was May, 1992. It was shot in the middle of the LA riots. Um, by the way, if you guys haven't watched LA 92 on Netflix yet, it is just an insane, like incredibly powerful documentary. It was born during look, that time. Well, it's it's a look at, at the famous LA riots that happened in the wake of the officer twiddles for the Rodney King beating. Right. Um, and the destruction and the damage and the anger and all of the issues that are still an issue that, that are, we're still seeing playing out today to see all of that happening almost 30 years ago is is just insane. And I wanted to, it just reminded me that, you know, MTV at that time, it was was like a, a network of integrity. They had professional journalists who had, they were like a voice of the youth. And instead of going to Twitter and Facebook to find their news, people could literally tune into MTV and they could see all different kinds of voices, genders, races on display. Reporting for the people, and it was re- it was really amazing to watch. And then to see what we have now is that we there is no face of MTV now. It's I think Johnny Bananas is the face of MTV, and Rob Deerdick, and that's a goddamn shame because that's just, sad. It's, it's sad. Is, is despicable. So there's sad. nobody talking to us from the network to say, hey, like I am the guy that you watch on MTV every day, and I'm here to tell you like what's actually going on in the world. Don't listen to this unsighted source that you're seeing on your Twitter feed. Listen to me, like I, I'm an actual journalist, and I'm telling you, like I respect the voice of the youth. And here's what's going on. That's what MTV used to be, guys. And you know, we're, we're living in a much different time now.
1: Yeah, we I don't think are. it's nearly as credible and as
2: you know <laughs> no, as no. it used to be.
1: What Not are you getting? All.
0: You're gonna get your news from ridiculousness. Like that's literally what's on right now. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> like Rob, up to neck, hey guys, you know this is this is bad. Exactly. Things are crazy right now. Thanks, Rob
0: um okay so anyways before we let you off jessica i do want to let everybody know uh that she's writing a written piece so you'll have a written piece for us so everybody can check that out um some more of your thoughts on this and i think that'll be great jamie's is going up i'm sorry you guys my my laptop broke and it was just like a whole mess this week oh, no. i don't know oh was, yeah, i saw that my Act. insta story yeah i documented that shit very yeah. well on my instagram it was really sad it was, so sad. <laughs> it was literally a tragedy <laughs> but anyways it's getting fixed so um, i'm gonna get back to posting his articles soon and and uh, we'll have Jessica's but before you go I do want to just like have some final words from you to um to the non-black fans. Like I want to know what what you want to say um oh, wow. to everybody that's commenting. I mean what what's just a yeah. good, from from what do you guys um just from your perspective of everything that you're seeing, what do you feel like they need to hear?
1: I think they need to hear to listen more and talk less. Mm-hmm. Um I think that that is a big thing. I think that sometimes the the white, you know, fans of this show, uh, I think that they think they're trying to make a point and it's just like, they, it's just laced with a whole bunch of very, very, very not okay things. And so I think that instead of being defensive, listen to what the people of color are saying, listen, actually listen to it and try to understand, ask questions maybe further you know, if you're still maybe not getting it or not agreeing with it, ask more questions. I think this whole, like, uh, defensive mob mentality is just so gross. I've been um, hearing and seeing a lot of really nasty things being said about the people of color on this franchise. It's not okay. It's really not. And I and the thing about it is, too, I think that uh, a lot of the social media uh admins, I'm not just talking about Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like really need to be more on what is going on in their groups. I think that um, there's certain things that shouldn't be allowed to be said and, you know, about anybody, it doesn't matter what color they are. But um, yeah, I think that there just needs to be more, we're in this time, the importance is to amplify voices of color. So if you are doing your best to sort of drown those voices out, you're part of the problem you are. And if you're not going out of your way to see how maybe you can have a different perspective on things, you're also part of the problem. So I just encourage people to just listen to people more and try to understand why it may be not be what you think it is.
2: I think that's really, yeah, that's awesome. Um, Jessica, from Michael in the comments, he wants to know what the proper pronunci- pronunciation of your last name is
1: ogundile 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 yeah, yeah. It's like- that's yeah. nice. That's a quite yeah, thought. has a lot of letters in it. <laughs> I don't, no, That's like
2: literally one of our favorite things is what whenever we have somebody who comes in with like just this this cool. Oh yeah, we always try we and guess pronunciation. Yeah, like, yeah, like a name that looks non-traditional to us. We always try and figure out like how to properly pronounce it so that we don't butcher it. So Right. Yeah. That's why
1: I'm sort of thankful that my mom just gave me a very basic American <laughs> name <thing. laughs> I already have the world's longest name so it's just like oh. wow okay I, uh, you been yeah, so pretty much
2: um oh, oh no no continue you got
1: it no i was gonna say that's pretty much what i would say you know i've even had to take a step back i know i used to be like miss troll and every once in a while i <laughs> like doing that kind of stuff but i had to step away from it because it really wasn't getting good it was not good and i was just like wow well, i don't understand why this is people are allowed to talk to people this way i just don't I don't understand that. And that's not okay. And so, yeah, I just had to sort of step up. You know, everyone has their favorites. They are entitled to have their favorites. But your favorites can mess up sometimes, you know? Absolutely. And that needs to, you need to be able to be okay with that. No one is perfect, you know? Listen, I'm a Kara fan. I, but you can never say that I have not been very vocal about when this girl has been absolutely a clown. You yeah, you true. have absolutely that's I, I completely agree with that. I,
0: I I think the most important thing was just listening. Listening is crucial. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a big talker, but I do love to listen, I won't lie. So I feel like that's something that we all need to do more of. And I'm I'm excited to take this new perspective on how you viewed Tori's No and be able to go and read that again and see from, you know, how it was interpreted that way. Because I feel like that's how we all grow and that's how we can all learn from this and and you know a call to every single Saniac member out there if we ever do anything that's offensive to your religion, your race, your gender, your sexual identity, whatever it is that's a part of your identity, if we ever do anything that's off base, disagree with us, comment in you know the comment section or send us a message like we are very open to learning and the last thing I ever want to do is disrespect anyone in that way. And you know, I think a lot of times Um, so much of this stuff comes out of ignorance and asking questions and and calling things out is the best way that we can
1: really go about it. Exactly. If me and Zach can be on a podcast together, <laughs> right? nice to each other. Okay, that is the moral of the story. Okay, you've been if pretty can... much
2: watching us from the beginning, and this exactly. This is We've so always if... disagreed about stuff.
1: <laughs> exactly. There has been so many times where this man has commented, I'd be like, trash, wrong, no, no, you know. And but obviously, I've evolved just like everyone else does, you know. And I sort of try to be like, okay. What is it he's saying, and why is he saying this? And if everyone can sort of be like that with each other,
2: I, then- I totally agree with that. And honestly, the big difference when it's um, when it's us talking and when it's in our threads, you know, our lives, it's so much different from Twitter because it's it's everyone's real name. Like everyone is on here; they're having to stand behind their name, their Facebook pages, their words. And when when you're on Twitter. It's different, you know. It's it's different. I'm at least putting my own words and my own face and my own name behind what I'm saying. So that's what we did here tonight. I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for hopping on. This has been awesome. We'll get the audio uploaded hopefully soon if my slow ass can get shit going <laughs> over here. Yeah, we gotta get um, back on it. Yeah, we gotta get back uh, on it for sure. Be. Yeah, we're a little bit slow. Yeah. Um, but stay. Keep a lookout for Jessica's piece. And before yes, I yes, I'm off, so
1: excited for that
2: we're really excited. We're really appreciative that you're taking the time for
0: us. And it's something that people can read easily and it's tangible if they don't want to listen to the whole podcast, you know? So, um, and and like you said, like I'm all for amplifying voices. I think that is so crucial. So again, you know, a call to the Saniacs. We've mentioned this a bunch of times, but if you want to write something, please let us know. Uh, We're happy to publish it. Somebody is actually writing something under an anonymous name because they don't want to be um they don't want their identity out there but that's totally acceptable as well so if you guys want to go that route please feel free i can put you down as saniac staff so uh so yeah reach out let us know if you want to we are here to amplify and before we do let you go for good right now i do want to let you know that our guest on monday is going to be the one and only Tory deal so we will definitely get into a Whoa! lot of this stuff uh, yeah. yeah
1: that is gonna be a good one may i just yeah. say zach Mm. Don't be like how you've been with all these other guests and when they get (laughs) ask her questions. Okay. And now listen, I respect that Shani's a Tory deal Stan. We love that. So, you know, that's going to be good. And you know, I want that energy, but I also want you to ask her about this. Some things, like I said, what's with the inconsistencies, you know, I have
2: been preparing for pretty much the last three, four days since, since Shani told me it was locked in because exactly what you said, I've been critical of her on the show, so I need yeah. to make sure that that I have all like I, I need to go in. Yeah, but with, we're
0: keeping it nice a little bit.
2: Oh, it's going of to be course. nice. Yeah, don't post her. No, no, I'm gonna, pro, I'm gonna <laughs> properly present to her. And I mean, honestly, I made comments about Tori a month or two ago that she posted on her Instagram yep. story. So oh, we wow. need to talk yeah, about all a lot of that. To deal with. Yeah, we need to talk about that as well. So it's gonna yeah. be um, it's gonna be an interesting one
1: yeah yeah i mean i i know tori is good in the heart i know that her and shani are gonna like be the best it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome we're gonna get really deep <laughs> it it's gonna be great i'll uh, watch it for sure all right thank you so we much we
2: and we appreciate bye. you thank you
0: bye <laughs> all
2: right
0: you guys we are gonna get into the recap now let me just adjust my screens here Ooh.
2: we're gonna we're gonna blaze through this recap
0: yeah uh yeah we're gonna blaze through the recap i lo- we can't like you guys we are not sure this is why twitter is not conducive for us because like 140 yeah. characters is not even a thing in our playbook <laughs> we don't even do hour-long recaps anymore we just can't okay that's just not no, the way it goes i mean listen there's a reason why my stories are like three minutes long um okay so let's get into the episode woo woo the episode um, starts off with the post-elimination aftermath. As per usual, Bailey is trying to navigate, you know, the game without without Swaggy. That's obviously a big thing for her. Swaggy's just been eliminated. So she's trying to figure out, like, what the hell am I going to do kind of a vibe. Uh, then you have Melissa and Josh talking about needing to get their red skull. Shock. Uh, this is like, you know, fucking every single episode. It is the same Storyline. It is so annoying. Somebody else needs their red skull. Oh my God. Can't believe yeah, it. Yeah.
2: Over and over. Lather, <laughs> rinse, and repeat.
0: Lather, rinse, and repeat. Wow. Exactly. Then you've got Nani. She's saying that she's going to go crazy if she doesn't get her opportunity to get a red skull. Um, Then you've got Corey taking Swaggy's name down from the board. You have Nelson's hair looking incredible, absolutely incredible during this scene. And then you've got Fessy, Corey, and Nelson, like, all being all cutesy in their little new alliance, all excited that they all got the the red skulls and they're all qualified for the final. I love this little trio. This is such a bomb trio, in my opinion.
2: Nelson's Um, hair still looking so fresh.
0: Yo, Nelson looks so good with that hair. Like he's actually all—all all of his hairdos this episode were great. He had. Well, it's funny? Everyone,
2: um, everyone's been comparing Nelson's hair to, um, to Kid from from Kid and Play from from the House Party series, and uh, literally it. House Party One, the original House Party movie. If you guys have never seen this movie, it's a classic. And it was on. It. it was on just before we went live, and I was watching it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. You guys gotta watch House Party One.
0: All I want to do to Nelson is fix his beard, though, because he does it weird. He's He does like an indent. You know what I'm saying? He's got mm-hmm. like he does his beard and then he goes in. I think he I think it's like a contouring thing that they're trying to do these days with beards. But I feel like a straight jaw beard looks better than the than the indent. So I don't know I, if he can. I, he can I fix tend that to up.
2: agree with you. Like yeah, he would, would,
0: be would be so it. hot if he just fixed up that beard. Oh, line wait, hold on.
2: We're oof. talking about the we're mm. talking about last night's episode mm. now. So I need to. I need to change my
0: outfit here. Oh, oh, hold on, guys. Zach needs to get into game mode. Just give him a second, would ya? Would ya?
2: Let's do it. Let's go.
0: Oh, okay, we're ready to go. Zach has mm-hmm. the headband on. Um. All right, so then we move on from the adorable boys, and you get the house trying to make Bay feel better. It was like, I think, Johnny and a few of them, and they were saying that Swaggy was checked out already, which I really didn't get uh from i didn't i didn't get from the edit that swaggy was checked out i did get that he was a little bit intimidated at the going into the last elimination that he might not have wanted to go in but i didn't think he was checked out for weeks before that i didn't i don't know i think maybe uh that didn't come across then we've got nani and casey this is like the start of this the main storyline for this episode nani is saying that casey is her soulmate And I don't know why Nani is so open in her confessionals about this stuff. Like she was spilling the tea on Jenna, spilling the tea on Casey. I feel like she expresses so many of her emotions in the confessionals. And this was definitely one of them. And then you have, you know, people speculating what's going on with them. Casey just says that Nani is really affectionate. Then Corey calls Casey a player, which listen, I know he's a dad now. So he's grown and stuff. But talk about rich, <laughs> and and he, he said he's
2: like, I know a player when I see one. You know, he I've did say that. Game myself over the years. Yeah, you know, yeah Zach like, Cooper right, was uh, Zach Cooper was loving what what he was seeing. He was loving that screen time Corey was getting early on in the episode, but it didn't last right. long. Corey also looks really hot this episode. You think so?
0: I, yeah, Fessy too, man. The guys have been looking
2: good. Like I don't Corey's know if he's been quarantined for so um, long, but mm, I, I think Corey needs mm, to change up the hairstyle. Um, Nelson's no, hair was great. Oh, I liked
0: it. I loved Corey's, Corey's hair night. looks a
2: little. I don't know. Oh, Corey's my God, fashion. Great. There
0: was a good shine to it. Corey's no. fashion.
2: I mean, I get that he's going mm. for it, but sometimes he, like he swings it. and he misses with some of his looks.
0: No, I think Corey looks good these days. Looks All good. All right. Okay, so then we've got. um then we've got the continuation of this. So Anissa then starts talking to Casey. Corey ends up joining in at the table, and they're trying to tell her that like this is how it's going to be portrayed on the show. Just be careful, da 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 da. And then you've got Bailey talking to Casey, and I mean this just this whole thing just like really blew up. Um, Casey Bailey just seems really emotional because of everything that happened with Swaggy. That you could just feel. How down she was and how sensitive she was in the moments um, that when she was speaking to Casey, like anything at any moment that anyone could say was going to make her cry. And I've been in those states before where you're so vulnerable that anything anyone does just makes you break down. You're like, oh, my God. It's like when you really need to cry and someone hugs you. Have you ever had that happen? You really need to Um, cry and someone hugs you. And then all of a sudden you just and then you just break down like that's well we all know, you know how i am that's not really ice cube. My thing. you're um, an ice cube you're an actual yeah. ice cube um and then you've got casey talking to everyone in the bedroom and this is actually where i i saw the first sign of this double standard between the guys and the girls in the house that was pissing me off tonight like there was a few moments of misogyny in this episode that i was just like ugh, 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 gross just absolutely gross and this was one of them all of the guys sitting in that room trying to make this whole thing a storyline it's like excuse me but um bananas uh nelson uh cory all infamous fucking cheaters who have literally done who have cheated with gr- kyle was in there all these people who have cheated on girlfriends in the fucking challenge house rogan was in there i mean it's just like ridiculous stop oh, Johnny, trying to make this a storyline like you it's can stupid. make that
2: point you can make that point if you want so you better leave Nelson out of it. All right, I don't want to hear you bringing <laughs> Nelson up like that.
0: All right, okay? we'll leave Nelson out of it. Everybody else yeah. matters though. We're not talking about the
2: king <laughs> like that. <Peace. laughs>
0: we got. You know what? You know who it is though. Bananas really pisses me off the most when he gets on people's cases for this shit because it's so annoying. He, the only reason he managed to keep all of his cheating scandals on the DL was because first of all, production edited him like a goddamn saint, and because everybody on the cast kept it under wraps, like they didn't create storylines out of it.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, this but he's is a, a douche
0: to everybody else.
2: Th- this is a, a um, I would say, very on-brand comment by, um, by Michael in our comment section. Santa Michael. Good Michael not, or not, bad? Not, oh, Santa Michael. Um, got it. Naughty Michael. <laughs> look, this, these are his words. I'm just going to throw them out there, and, and you guys can comment accordingly. <laughs> Trishelle many years ago got on Anisa about not knowing who she is, straight, gay, etc., Anissa should have done the same to Nani in last night's episode. That would have been good TV to have her rerun that Nani, what are you straight by, et cetera. Michael, I don't think that would have gone over so well. I don't understand what he's trying
0: to say. Should Anissa have done that to Nani?
2: Yes, that's what he's saying. He's saying that Anissa should have taken the conversation that Trishel had with her and then brought that, essentially um, like re-racked it. And and giving it to Nani. Like that a sounds like one
0: of the stupidest it. ideas. And that that right there is why you are bad, Michael. Okay, moving on. <laughs> that, Daily. That's Challenge. why Michael
2: is not on the production team.
0: <laughs> Daily Challenge blocked in. This is two teams of seven. There's a red car in the middle with a bunch of black cars all around it. The goal is to free the red car by pushing the black cars forward or backwards. The team to free the red car and push it past the finish line <laughs> past push it past the finish line the fastest becomes the tribunal and it's all fucking seven people that's a huge ass tribunal that's ridiculous Uh,
2: that part was a joke
0: okay but this whole challenge was rigged in my opinion can we please all get our tinfoil hats on okay because i have some serious conspiracy theories about this whole thing there is no way that team one won this challenge that is bull shit there's just no way that's crazy the way that they the way that they edit it all it makes no sense and this whole 13 seconds bullshit like i don't believe that for a second i'm seeing right through all of these edits i do not believe that team one won but i do believe that nani was the sole person who still needed a red skull put onto team one for a reason and that's why they won
2: well i can definitely see it i subscribe to your conspiracy theory Um, The one thing that really stood out positively to me from this daily is it was in line with, you know, some of what I would list to be some of my favorite daily challenges in in the history of the show. They've they've had, uh, there was the challenge on Inferno, um, where where Kendall won the, uh, she won the Saturn, and they also did a similar challenge to this on OG Battle of the Seasons, Battle of the Seasons 1. I believe. This is pretty much what Greg and I talk about all the time. And it was the blindfold one. It was when the driver, it was a stick shift. The driver was wearing a blindfold and everyone had to guide them through the puzzle, through the puzzle. So they had to drive the car through the puzzle while the other teammates moved the other cars around. It was a superior version of this challenge.
0: They, um, that challenge was also really sick, but why would you say that it's a superior version of this challenge? It's pretty much because it wasn't
2: just like, you know one it looked harder there was more of a degree of difficulty and i believe there were more uh more cars um
0: yeah it did look harder i solved this daily challenge so fucking fast but the thing yeah. is i could see it from the top it's very different seeing it from the top than we are yeah, seeing you're, it from the when bottom you're ground level. you know yeah. it's, it's a completely different experience so from the top it's just like a basic slider puzzle but from well, the, Gre- from the you know side Greg,
2: greg's right hashtag show the clock. <laughs> This is another example. Dude, fuck where, the clock.
0: The clock is not going to say anything. They're going to lie about the clock. That's the thing. They're going to lie about it all.
2: What's so stupid is that they eliminate the narrative tension of okay, team 1 goes, you see what time team 1 got. Now, you've got team 2. Team 2, they are they're close to finishing the puzzle, but then you show them the ticking clock and it's like, "Oh my god, they only have 20 seconds." To to finish the puzzle. I just like, uh, and, wouldn't and beat believe one's them. I wouldn't it even just,
0: believe them.
2: Yeah, but it still adds that narrative tension. Have you watched the um this this is very relevant to the floor? Are you about, about to say the
0: floor is lava? Floor is lava. No, but I saw your post about it. And so now it's, I think I need to watch it. First of all,
2: everybody needs to go on Netflix and watch the floor <laughs> is lava. It is addicting. Those tasks are more impressive athletically and more entertaining than any daily challenge the challenges has been putting on this season. And what they, they do so well on that show is they show the clock. The clock plays such a big part. It's like, hey, they these people- Yeah,
0: because it's happening live and they're hearing it. it. It
2: might be edited a little bit for all we know, but it comes True. off more genuine, honestly.
0: True. All right. I need to watch that show. But yeah, this challenge was... I like this challenge, in my opinion. I thought it was a cool one, I but I do... Yeah, I do too. But I don't like that it was just two teams and that it was teams of seven. I think that they could have done less teams and they could have rigged it less, motherfuckers. I really think that they did. Damn, Corey's Cor- Cor team- laying
2: into me about my, my low voice. I'm just... I'm in it As you guys can see this fish right here i'm in a different setup tonight oh so my god I, I forgot
0: you were in you're in the beach place yeah I'm,
2: I'm, I'm at the beach right now so uh-huh. that's why it looks like i'm sitting by a campfire with this lighting that's why you know i don't have my pop filter on my mic so i'm trying not to clip it there's all kinds of things going on here guys i'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm it's like uh, you know I'm, I don't have home court advantage right now I'm on the road right now and I'm, I'm still trying to bring you guys this great content
0: I would like for us to rewind back to when I was on the road in Mexico and I was still doing better than Calhoun is doing at the beach that
2: was crazy yeah, yeah. okay so Greg really Greg lays out. it out the original version was done in pairs with six teams and they still managed to fit it all into a 30-minute episode and you knew everyone's time it just had a quicker pace to it you know and, and the puzzle was a little more complex
0: possibly okay so team one their strategy uh, first of all the team breakdown team one is jenny bananas nani anisa rogan Corey, and josh team two is kyle nelson melissa bailey fessy and casey so team one goes up first their strategy is essentially to have everybody shut the fuck up and have rogan be the one to solve the puzzle and call everything out this reminded me a lot of like a survivor (laughs) puzzle where there is a caller you know, that, that that sort of thing that they do where the caller stands up and they, they call it all out. So they could have done that. Uh, yep. Jenny pretty much solved it right away, but they are all telling her to shut up. Anissa also solves it right away, but they also tell her to shut up. And then Bananas talks and they're like, oh, let's listen to Bananas. I mean, it was so stupid. I hated watching this team com- compete because of it. Why? Why the fuck was it okay for Bananas to chime in with a solution? But both of the girls who had it earlier couldn't say anything and I don't understand how the other team seemed to have gotten the rhythm almost instantly lost to this team. I just don't buy it. I don't buy the whole thing at all. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I will say that what we're seeing the last couple of weeks, it really seems like there's some shady stuff involved surrounding Johnny. Almost. It seems like anytime Johnny's ending up in the tribunal, anytime Johnny's winning, it's something feels off. And that's what I don't like it. It, in a way it feels like production is catering to certain players and it yep. really makes the, the season ring hollow because where is the competition? Who the hell wants to see a, a daily challenge in the middle of a season where seven people end up a two team daily challenge where seven people end up in the tribunal. What the hell?
0: No, it was stupid. The whole thing. Where's stupid. the
2: competition here? I don't get it.
0: The whole format of this was idiotic. I really think that they need a little bit of Shawnee in hand. But I do like the challenge. I just wish they did it at a time when they could have had not two teams of seven. Anyways, then team two goes up. um, And you've got uh, the strategy of everybody working together. I love this strategy. They all go in. Kyle is like... (laughs) Kyle drops the funniest line. We're going to be good at pushing cars because we have me, Nelson and Fessy, but we won't be good at puzzle because we have me, Nelson and Fessy fucking hilarious and so accurate. But uh, <laughs> Bailey ends up taking control of the whole puzzle and she beasts through it like fucking beast through it. I was so impressed. They solve it super fast. They actually did listen to the women and this team ended up working a lot better together then the results from tj um 13 seconds separated the team bullshit bullshit (laughs) there's no fucking way that it's 13 seconds i'm so over this shit stop giving us like these stupid ass times i don't buy it at all i'm i just don't buy it for one second they want to have some sort of you know suspense oh my god 13 seconds separates us oh my god but it's bullshit Team one ends up winning, which is Jenny, Bananas, Nani, Anissa, Rogan, and Corey, and Josh. Obviously, Nani is the only person in there who doesn't have her red skull yet. So she's the shoe-in if she wants to send herself down. Then there's the house scramble. You got Casey asking Nani who she wants to put in. And, uh, you know, Nani says, I want Melissa. I want to I wanna go against her. And Casey's really receptive to that. Now, you didn't watch Big Brother, but Casey and oh, Bailey. I have an update
2: on that. Oh, have you watched it? I have officially finished my first full season of Big Brother. Shut
0: the fuck up. Which season? I
2: binged it on the low. I watched season 17. Oh. Um, so I'm just, <laughs> I just, I wanted to pick one where I didn't know the winner. Like, I pay attention to enough of this stuff. So I wanted to pick one that had challenged people on it and also that I didn't know who would win. So you I watched it, Steve. that.
1: Well
0: you should yes. have watched another season. There's way better seasons. Well, I'm
2: gonna keep going. So now right, I'm gonna good. start eighteen and. No, don't because... do
0: eighteen. Do just watch season twenty.
2: Okay, I'll watch season twenty, but <laughs> season I gotta watch is... season eighteen. I gotta. I'm right, hearing fine. that you know I'm. Even though I don't know that much about Big but Brother, but all of those I'm, like I'm there's even better things. ones
0: in the beginning. I want you to watch season ten. I want you to watch season seven. Well, I'm Come going on, to. Are, are
2: you on top of Are you on top of all the stuff for the new Big Brother season and how everyone's pretty sure it's going to be Big Brother All Stars?
0: Yeah, everyone's always pretty sure it's going to be Big Brother All Stars. Although this season, I do think that it's a bit more of a plausibility because, huh? Plausibility is that is, is that a word or is it just possibility? I think uh, I think it's either way. It's a, yeah. It's did you see me just
2: lose my lights right here?
0: Yeah, Zach's went to the dark side. But we'll see. Like, it makes sense because of Corona that they wouldn't want to do all these rounds of castings, uh, you know, all the tests, all the psych evaluations, all the physical evaluations, everything they have to do for two weeks leading up to the season. So it's feasible. I mean, we'll see. You know, it could also be a brand new cast. We have no fucking idea. But it's just rumors. Oh, um, something well, to note if it's about. it's going to be all-stars, I want to
2: be well-versed in it.
0: Something to note about Big Brother, though. Please stop listening to Evil Dick. Please stop retweeting Evil Dick. Please stop following Evil Dick. The guy is a fucking douchebag. He's such an asshole. He's so problematic. He's so mean to everybody. He's the biggest bully. I'm. I do you think that his? Oh, I hate him. Do you
2: think that his information's inaccurate, though?
0: Yeah, I do. I think that he just talks out of his ass in order to get circulation on social media. I think it's completely inaccurate. That's interesting. Okay, so back to the back to this episode. So. Then we got Bailey going off on Casey a little bit. She's starting to feel like, um, you know, she realizes Casey's going to end up voting for Melissa and that, you know, it's crazy, but it's leading up to the nomination. So they're still not set in stone yet. But by the time they get to nominations, Bailey is done. She's super emotional. She's just really sad. You can see it in her face she had no energy to argue or to even say anything. Um, but she definitely should have, you know, she should have spoken up. I think she could have gotten the vote had she spoken up in that in that session um but she didn't anyways we go straight to the nominations and then we've got melissa starting it off she says she wants to be voted in and that's i mean that's all that was really said and then everybody starts voting uh, and then it goes down to three three melissa and bay and obviously the person splitting the vote is going to be casey and casey you know says a few statements about how she doesn't trust bailey in the game she likes bailey as a person but she just does not trust her game wise and I don't know you know I don't know exactly what their relationship was I definitely like Casey a lot I think that she's an awesome competitor I like her personality I've enjoyed her on all of her shows I know a lot of people think that she's like a doormat but I I actually like her um so I don't know I don't know exactly where the truth lies and where the lies start because it feels like there was a lot going on this episode that isn't really um just isn't I mean, I don't know. It's just not something that we can actually figure out whether or not it's true. People who are watching the live feeds on Big Brother, if you guys were, I have seen some people commenting on that, saying that, you know, they watched the live feeds and there was never hookups or anything like that between them. So that's kind of what I'm going off of now. But again, we don't know. All right, Zach, are you alive?
2: I'm alive. I'm just I-
0: so dark. What is the light? <laughs> what is the I'm light literally- behind you? Move that to in front of you. <laughs>
2: dude one of my lights just straight up died just start talking i'm gonna try and do something here Keep, keep okay talking.
0: fine okay fine so then we've got um this is great see see what happens when jessica goes off air we get all the bad luck so then we've got um uh casey finishing off her thing and she's like so therefore i'm gonna vote for melissa so she votes for melissa and i honestly think that at this point because of how emotionally drained uh bailey was i think that she might have been a better fit for or better competition for Nani to go against. I don't know. We don't haven't seen Bailey compete in elimination yet, but I just know personally, like when I'm really emotionally drained like that, then I don't have as much physical energy to be able to exert into something like a um chop your heads off or whatever the fuck the elimination was. So I don't know. I mean we'll we'll only in due time find out about that. Post nominations we see bailey having the panic attack and we you know we see this for a split second and this is kind of what we were talking about with jessica is the edit they focus so heavily on the panic attack uh sorry not on the panic attack on the actual craziness how the fuck is stephen carmichael in our comment section how did that happen what
2: how did stephen get back
0: stephen how'd you get here did you make another profile
2: his profile picture is ace Yo, Steven's on uh Steven's trolling on YouTube now. That's Erlen's doing.
0: That is Erlen's doing for sure. It has to
2: be. Yeah, I've seen Steven trolling YouTube challenge threads.
0: Of course he is. So then we've got um then we've got the panic attack really, really briefly. And afterwards we see Bailey in the bed and she's, you know, trying to take a nap, just trying to comfort herself and and really calm down. And Nelson goes in to see if she's okay. Oh my god, it was so cute the way he spoke. Oh my god, I literally was, I can't even explain, my heart melted. Nelson, my heart melted. It was incredible. Just that moment was beautiful. You know, we don't know what it's like to be in these kind of situations. You know, stuck in a house, two months, just those people, no phones, no this, no that. I mean, it's difficult. And I can't imagine what it would be like to witness somebody ostracizing themselves whether intentionally or unintentionally or losing you know all the closest people to them and, and being alone and being genuinely alone in that kind of an environment it, it's must be hard to watch so i appreciate nelson doing something about that that was really nice um, he's just such a great
2: guy you know he is. he's so heartfelt he's our man and that's why we're rooting he's for nelson man. to win the season Nashani, you can join if you want
0: I like Nelson too, but I'm not gonna call him my man. Like you know, he's not my man yet. He's your man. Okay, friend.
2: well he's he's gonna get there. He's your and man. He's he's gonna win this season, guys. You mark my words. I'm ready for it. That's not a spoiler. Should that's put just money on that? me that's just how I feel in my heart. I've got the deed to my house on it. We already talked about this. <laughs>
0: It's really funny, by the way. A lot of people have been insulting us that uh, we don't like own homes or something. I don't own a home, people. Like I just want everyone to know, Zach owns a home. I don't own a home. All right. Yeah. Somebody
2: called. Somebody called me a ba- like a basement dweller. I troll. live
0: in my dad's house, rent free, and I don't even have to pay for groceries. So if you guys are wondering what my situation is, that is it. So if anybody else is like, "Well, Shawnee's a badass. She owns a home." No, she doesn't. But she's still a badass. <laughs> I hate these insults. They're weird as fuck. Okay. So then we've got. The night out. This goes right into it. Bay looked like she cleaned herself up decently for this night out. I was surprised. Melissa starts making a toast. I don't know if she drank her drink. Did, did you catch that?
2: You know what? I didn't even think about it. I need I to don't go back. I think
0: she drank her drink. I'm wondering if she knows that she's pregnant at this point. Cause she would have been late for a while at that at that point.
2: That's a good point.
0: And she was pretty she was starting her her face was starting to um swell or not swell i don't know what the word is bloat like she was getting bigger you know as as the weeks were going on she even has mentioned so on on twitter so i wonder at what point she started to realize but i don't know if i saw her actually drink her drink if anybody can verify if she did or not i feel like she didn't then uh then we've got casey and nani this sort of continues into their storyline casey's really hyping nani saying that she's a badass it's really funny saying that people are scared of nani i don't think anybody's scared of nani but uh it was cute how she was saying it uh i i don't know i was like i was fucking hilarious i was, I was surprised that she was going about it that route then you've got B- bailey talking to bananas and jenny bananas and jenny seem really close this season have you heard the rumors about them
2: uh yes i have heard the rumors Erlene, that wasn't a nice comment i just saw that all right you just want me to leave is, is that it you just want me to go what what can i do what can i, I do, do about this earlene
0: Oh, you can't do shit, sir. I might be
2: able. I might be able to do something. Hold on, Shani, You you keep going.
0: Okay, so who is this person in our comment section? Hesham Yosri, because we say Hashem for our God, which is really funny. It's just a few letters off. They they uh, they end up. Okay, so the rumor is that Johnny and Bananas hooked up on this season. I don't know if I believe it, but they have been in a lot of scenes together, consoling people.
2: I uh, could definitely. Buy it. I, I don't know.
0: It. I could possibly. Anyways, Bay's talking about how she's never going to speak to Casey again. Uh, Casey won't have a girlfriend when she goes home. Da 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 da. She was mad. It was in the moment. We all get that way. I get. You know. I get where she was coming from. She didn't do any of those things. So everyone can relax. Those were just threats. Then we hop right into the tribunal. They nominate Bailey D and Casey. Shock. Honestly, I I always forget D is on this app ep- on the season still. Like it's creepy how much they've edited her out. Then you've got D, she's saying, or Jenny's saying to D that she's not coming after her, don't worry, blah, blah, blah. Then Casey comes in, Josh seems to understand Casey's perspective, where she was coming from, the fact that Bailey and Swaggy apparently um, secluded themselves from the group. Maybe they were closer to Wes and they thought that that was more of their ticket to the end as opposed to having to mingle with everybody else, who knows. And then Bailey comes in and she starts throwing Casey under the big bus and nani is like don't put this on me and then bay is like but but this you know it's your fault you know this is like you you're the reason it's your fault and nani got really pissed off about that i mean she she was pretty much fuming i feel like there was slightly a misunderstanding here in the in the communication that was going on uh i don't think bay meant that it was nani's fault i just thought nani was involved in it but she was wording it really fucking weird and she was just getting really carried away and i'm not about putting the blame on somebody else like i don't think it's fair for example if a guy cheats on a girl right uh who are you gonna blame the guy or the girl the guy Yep. Yeah. The fucking guy, it is not the girl's responsibility. And I've recently been in a situation where I was put in, into that position. I didn't find out until later. Had I known, I wouldn't have gone with the guy, but I didn't know. I had no idea. Oh, and so, if, Yeah, so if somebody was, whatever, guys, shit happens. So if something happens like that, I would hope that the girl's not the one to be blamed. And I feel like that's where Bay was coming from in this, um, in a similar perspective to uh, if this was like a guy cheating on someone. It was like as if Casey was cheating on Bailey with Nani, but in a friendship way. Yeah, I also, you also to uh
2: you gotta give me this tea when we're uh, off the air
0: yeah i well, will give you tea later anyways <laughs> i also really hate when um when people can't be friends with everybody like do you ever have friends who get mad when you're friends with somebody else Oof. yeah th- for those sure. people suck like th- i don't have many friends like that now because i've dropped all those kind of humans but those people literally suck like the fuck is wrong with you let me be friends with who i want to be friends with you know i think that's weird well,
2: I, I think that I, I definitely agree with that. And also at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of shitty friends out there and it's not till you go through shit that you start to, you start to realize that. Like you realize who's not gonna have your back. You realize who's, it, it, it definitely, it, it works both ways. And, and I agree with you. You know, if, if you're someone that has a falling out with people, mm. or you're still friends. You know, if you've got a big circle of friends you have a falling out with people and you're still friends with some of those people and not all of them, you have to just let it let it be. You can't control that.
0: Yeah, you can't control that. And everybody everybody has a right to be friends with whoever the fuck they want to be friends with. So I really can't stand when people do that. I just think it's so off-putting. Okay, tribunal aftermath. Uh, we got Jenny talking to Bay about um, their history. And this is crazy because Bailey in the tribunal, she ends up speaking. She ends up speaking like... I mean, she ends up saying that essentially her and Casey hooked up. They slept together on Big Brother. I don't know if she said they slept together, but they... They were together on Big Brother, whatever. They had a whole little thing. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with this whole story. Like, it just seems... It came out of nowhere. It seems really exaggerated, but is it maybe Bailey thought that there was something there, but there wasn't something there? I don't know. I, honestly, it's like really confusing. But I will say that I do like how Casey handled it because the second that she heard that Bailey was saying stuff, she went to go find Bailey. Casey wasn't like, oh my God, that's, you know, she wasn't shit talking her to Nani or anything like that. She went straight to bed.
2: She, um, she went to find Bailey that's in the deal. fucking boiler room. What? No, where did what this? Are
0: you what boiler room? That was during the panic attack.
1: Oh, this I'm
0: was sorry. in the bedroom this was in the um, bedroom sorry okay. zach you mixed you missed that
2: because we went uh, guys, through it so fast i'm, I'm so sorry i'm yeah, so yeah. sorry that i confused my rooms in the bunker it's but, okay, um, i just wanted to make sure that i had that i got to say like there's a fucking boiler room in the bunker and this is the first that we've seen of it and bailey was just
0: in Can there you imagine how hot that bunker that boiler room is imagine imagine that just sounds disgusting So they end up having like a whole little beef. They have it all out and Bay goes full Bay on Casey. And this shit was fire. I was just hoping that, uh, that some more blood was going to come from mouth. Like I was just hoping for a sort of Tyler versus Bay round two. I mean, this would could have been a vibe. It really could. Yeah. I mean, this
2: is, this is what I was told that Bailey is capable of. And she was just, she she has this kind of voice. Like when she hits that level, it's the, the note. The the amount of strain <laughs> that she puts on her voice it makes yeah. you hurt for her because you can only imagine the throbbing in her head when. She's, oh my god! She's I know like the that.
0: throat that yeah. would have hurt my throat doing that, especially in this dry LA weather right now. But uh, but it, it got it got really crazy, it got really heated, and honestly, at that point, I really couldn't tell who was telling the truth. You know, is Casey underplaying things? Did she actually get with Bay? Uh, is you know, is Bay overplaying things? But then we got Fessy who chimes in, helps us get a little clarity in the situation. He, in his confessional, takes Casey's side and, and basically says, listen, I was there and and it was just a friendship between them. So, you know, maybe it was a one-sided crush and, and we just don't know. Uh, yeah, we just don't know. I've been getting
2: a lot of different, you know, not, not understanding the Big Brother community that much. I've been getting a lot of different sides of this, but I am seeing people online saying that they've dug stuff up and it looks like it looks like Casey's lying. Casey was flat out lying and she was throwing Bailey under the bus and making Bailey look crazy. And In the what pers-
0: way? In I'm what not way? sure.
2: I, I need to look Because I've into heard this the more. exact maybe.
0: opposite.
2: Look, maybe the comment section can help us out. I can't say for sure, guys.
0: We need help, you guys. Please help us. <laughs> help us. Greg uh, says that
2: Bailey looked like she'd been studying the, the Ashley Mitchell playbook. um definitely some some similarities there from no way ashley wishes she could yell like i mean that's true bay's Bay's yelling voice is commanding that's it but i hope
0: i hope her own emotions are okay after that because it feels like she really can't cope and that's you know i don't want her to be like dealing with that so we'll see we'll see what happens in the next episode possibly nani leaving will will help her mood in that way I don't like that she called Nani a hoe. I don't see that that's necessary at all. Calling out Nani and, and how frequently she gets with people or flirts with people or whatever the fuck is just unnecessary and honestly p- problematic. Um, you know, let Nani be a free spirit, guys. Like, Nani is hot, okay? Nani is hot. Let Nani go mingle. Let Nani do whatever the fuck she wants to do, all right? Yeah, if and- Nani
2: wants to have a—if uh, Nani wants to get engaged to Kahuta on the show— and then fuck Johnny Riley in the next room. She's gonna do it. Okay?
0: Yes, and that's absolutely her right to and, do it. That is
2: totally her right to do it. And also, Nani has
0: dated, she's dating someone now, and they were just all together hanging out in Miami, weren't they? Wasn't she with like yes. Josh and Matt? Yeah, there was them? a
2: whole big COVID hangout going on. in, in, in Miami.
0: Ooh, Rebecca's a live feeder. Ooh, yes, Rebecca. Oh, okay. She really? says there was flirting, but everybody was flirting. So. Flirting. Car- flirting oh, our, bo- fun. our
2: boy Carlito, our main man. He says he's he's got some he's got some clips that he's going to send you Ooh. that might might make Bailey's side of the story look a little more credible. Here's yeah, my possibly. thing with Bailey. But,
0: I, but 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 what do you think about flirting? Like I don't think flirting is that big of a deal. I do that amongst friends all the time.
2: I think that Bailey, without knowing the full situation, maybe played it up a little bit. Maybe that was an angle that she wanted to play up a little bit mm-hmm. to make maybe try and make people feel a certain way about it, make Casey feel worse for what she was doing. I don't know. The bottom line is that Bailey, she felt like she was getting attacked from all different sides and she didn't have anyone that was there to speak up for her. She felt that the Casey did her wrong. And at the same time, she's got some issues with Nani and they're having words with each other. And it seems like Fessy's taking uh, Casey's side and she felt like she was fighting for herself with her back up against the wall. And I think that played into some of the things that she said, and it certainly played into how, how upset she got because she mm. felt like her voice wasn't being heard. Um, and look, it was really fucking entertaining. <laughs> that's, what to, that's what we have to remember here. It was, it was very personal drama between a, a group of people. And that's one of the reasons why we watched the show because that fight was fucking entertaining. That was like, wow.
0: It was a good Uh, fight. Did you watch everybody running to the room to watch it? It was fucking hilarious. That was was so funny. Oh my God. Everybody running up to the room, like one after another, single file style. Ugh, just golden. (laughs) Um, All right. So then you've got Melissa. She's talking about how she's super ready to go. She wants to go in. She's doing this. She's going to handle it. She's got it. She's got it on lock. Let's go, Melissa. Then you've got Nani talking to bananas and bananas just egging on the casey storyline again proving once and for all that he's such a fucking idiot just stop doing that bananas like it's <laughs> enough is enough i'm so over him egging on these storylines of cheating but then like completely being fine hiding behind all of his storylines of cheating Ugh, it's stupid so then we got sure. workout shots i love workout shots everybody knows i love a good workout shot nothing too interesting on this one we got some snatches from bananas which was cool and then we head straight into, don't worry, Zach, just like your music, I got my workouts.
2: That was great. I love it.
0: We go into Purgatory, and the elimination is called Off With Your Heads. Ooh, I thought that they were about to chop each other in like a guillotine style battle. They are wearing jumpsuits with five red skulls on them. The goal is to get all the five all five red skulls from their opponent's jumpsuit and put them on their pedestal. The first to get all five skulls wins. I didn't know that they were going to do this in rounds, how they did it. I think it ruined the whole thing.
2: Yeah, that was dumb.
0: It should have just been a free-for-all. You know, get all the red skulls in a basket or something.
2: Yeah, I- that period of, of just stoppage. I mean...
0: I didn't like it at all. I thought it... I don't know. I didn't like it at all. So the first round, they each get one. Second round, they also each get one. Third round, they also each get one. So they're tied 3-3. And then it comes to the fourth round. There's a lot of rolling around. They end up rolling out of bounds. And right before they get out of bounds, Melissa grabs one of Nani's skulls. So she has a skull that qualifies. And Nani grabs the skull right as they are out of bounds. So her skull doesn't count, which sucks. So now it's 4-3 for Melissa. Then we've got the fifth round. And, I mean, yeah, it looked like a battle. But I was expecting a lot more. Because I had seen the spoilers before I watched the episode, so I would seen everybody on Facebook. Oh, Nani got thrown around like a rag doll. Nani got beat by a fetus. Da 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 da. All this shit, basically saying that Melissa like owned her, but I didn't think it was that much of an ownage. It didn't seem. I mean, they both well, did good. I don't know. It here's didn't what feel, I'm gonna say. Like a
2: blowout. In 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 my opinion, the I really did like the physicality of this elimination in the moments where they were like really going at each other. Yeah. It was, it was just something we haven't seen nearly enough of this season. And the other thing is Melissa really does. And this, this goes back to her epic elimination with Sylvia that we talked about. Melissa knows how to handle herself in those physical eliminations so well that you can just tell that she does have some kind of training they say that she has mma training i actually kind of believe it and i believe that melissa has probably fought a couple chicks in her life before I she don't,
0: i don't know i've got big criticism on her performance from an mma
2: perspective i
0: i don't think it was that good look yeah
2: she she wasn't she wasn't putting anyone in, in she a didn't trip her takedown,
0: she didn't like try to do i mean yeah but that like no, but are you what kidding? she there what was she's no hand really fighting is
2: what she's really good at no the hand fighting she had if you I watch don't that think, again, that's no, the, that's I don't the think like, Melissa really had. Melissa the hand fighting was not that
0: impressive. Time. The hand fighting was not that impressive. No, I mean actually grabbing the hands. Like there should have been more defense play. I don't know. I really thought that there was gonna be I mean, Nani has zero MMA training. So just having a certain set of skills. I wasn't impressed.
2: I thought she could have done better. I think you should rewatch. I think Melissa really did look good in this elimination. I don't think it was any kind of domination, like people are trying to say, but there's moments where she goes at Nani, and you can tell that, like, she is like. Really, she's throwing shivers in there. She's knocking Nani's hands away with with her forearms, which, like I said, it looked like she but she had not about that kind knocking, of reflex training. Yeah, but
0: the skills and then the skills, skills that you would her, use for that are grabbing the hands, hand fight, actually grabbing, controlling the hands, controlling posture. There was just none of that. There was, was no takedowns. A, it was just Honestly, like nothing. it's not
2: necessarily an MMA principle, at least from what I can tell. But it's it's a football principle. Hand fighting is something they talk about in football all the time. and it's not grabbing hands. It's being able to swat hands away. It's being able to get hands off of your body and then move. Yeah, out but in hand. this kind and of that's a, what she was doing.
0: In this particular challenge, the the benefit of swatting is a lot lower than grabbing and controlling posture. Because if you're swatting, you're swatting one hand away for one second. If you're grabbing and controlling posture, you're holding it the entire time while you can then use the other hand to grab a red skull. Like, I don't know. There was a lot of, like, things that I just felt like she could have done. It seemed slightly weak. It just felt... I mean, I'm not, I'm not seeing
2: eye to eye with you on this. Felt one. felt like she was Shiny. pregnant and doing the challenge.
0: Re-watch. I'm not going to lie. Also,
2: Jennifer, uh, Jennifer, we, a lot of time, you and I are definitely on the same wavelength of, of like what we're thinking. And also just because of, I think the delay in where we're at with the recording and when the comments come in, yeah, there's always hilarious. that slight delay. So it almost looks like you're you'll saying, say
0: it and then you'll say yeah, it right after, and then she'll but, say it right yeah, after in the comments. But really
2: what I think is happening is I think we're saying it at the exact same time. That's that's crazy yeah, we're on that wavelength guys
0: Ooh, that is a serious wavelength okay so nani's post elimination of oh, melissa wins fyi then melissa we got and Na- vienna win <laughs> melissa and vienna win <laughs> no by the way i love the name vienna gorgeous name yeah it's a good name gorgeous name i think it's a beautiful name so nani's post elimination interview she uh just essentially says that she's okay with going home because she got to vote herself in so she felt like she wasn't backstabbed and didn't have anything along those lines going on so she wasn't it wasn't like she was sent in and it was a bad thing you know she wanted to go down there so i get that i get where she's coming from there um but i mean ninth season nani and she's not making this final that's that must be rough that must be really rough
2: yeah, we've got some great comments right now. First of all, Michael says, "Good." Michael says, uh, "D was probably yelling in the background, so maybe the edit was weird." <laughs> they're, just, they're just chopping up. Parts Interesting. That you can't um, and, Interesting.
0: Uh, is it
2: is it is it Hashem or Hisham? I know you talked about it earlier in the.
0: Well, I don't know because episode. we say Hashem, but I think it's Hesham. Okay, Hashem. Hashem. Hashem.
2: Um, <laughs> he says that was unfair. Nani versus two people, which. I think is fucking hilarious because that's what everyone says about the CT elimination (laughs) that he lost to Kyle and JP.
0: (laughs) That actually, it is kind of like two people. I I mean, this is the first time I think I really saw her pregnancy. Like, I didn't think that she did that good. I don't know what everyone's talking about. I don't know. I think she
2: really went at Nani and Nani's got at least three inches on her height wise. God,
0: I wanna fight someone so bad, I can't even explain. Like Yeah, you're
2: I, you're coming at it from this you're coming at it from like this MMA purist standpoint. <laughs>
0: like I go wanna act. see like punches. Yeah, <laughs> I wanna yeah, see I elbows, still, I wanna see someone take I still someone think down. Melissa like a, a fucking arm bar pretty
2: well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: because I haven't been able to go to my gym and train you guys. Like I really miss that so much. I just you miss, see guys, like, we got to the bottom oh, of this one.
2: I'm I'm oh, happy we figured this out. Shiny oh, just yeah, she wants to get oh. back on the rolling mats and uh, that's why she's discrediting Melissa's really good performance. She
0: does want a fun fact. When you punch, you should punch with your front fingers, not your, not your, not your, like your fist. Like people think that you want to hit here. You want to hit here. So when you go this way, you end up aiming better. So just if you're ever in a fight, you guys use That's that. And if you win, no, I, you should I, give I, me I credit. know that. Yeah. It's a fun fact.
2: Um, before we wrap up, let's get to the, uh, the music update. There were three. Uh, songs today that stood out or in last night's episode that stood out to people first early on in the episode you had unbelievable by emf that was an early 90s hit you unbelievable okay that, that song i do everybody know. knows that song i mean
0: i only knew it when you started singing it but yes
2: <laughs> then when <laughs> nani and casey were cuddling with one another you had linger by the cranberries which if you guys paid attention there was also a cranberry song last season And I think there may have even been one the season before that. There's definitely somebody uh, who's doing the music. They love the Cranberries. They love Dolores O'Rear. Oh, there was a
0: cranberry song last season. I remember we talked about
2: it. They played Dreams, I remember, I believe. So Mm -hmm. so they played Linger last night. Um,
0: Height does not play a huge factor in MMA. Sorry, that was bad Michael's comment.
2: And then, oh, see, Greg, Greg beat me to it. My favorite cut last night was Tracy Bonham, Mother Mother, what a throwback. That was like a deep cut. Usually, well, they just will you usually sing that for me just like, a
0: little bit? Everything's fine. That oh, one, yeah. I, I'm I'm <laughs> See, I know funny. all the songs when you sing them.
2: That's that, that was like usually they play pretty, um, I, I would say <laughs> like pretty notable <laughs> hits, but but this this one was different.
0: Wait, Michael says uh, you have to Michael. stop whispering. This is like an NPR, it's good, and SNL i know you guys my volume is fucking blasted on my headphones i don't know about you guys i don't know about you guys
2: yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm getting i'm getting different reviews from different people yeah i'm a big cranberries fan i know robin is too rest in peace dolores O'Riordan. So we love you um i love
0: the name dolores
2: do you have any other thoughts on this episode Shani?
0: Um, not too many. I will say that we have a lot of podcast press these days, which is really satisfying to see a lot of people talking about us. Oh, it's people fun.
2: love talking about us and people love, get, you know, like getting people have been talking about us off Zach,
0: of us. I want to I wanna, I want. come to an agreement. We will not discuss stands anymore because they're boring me. Um, They cause unnecessary stupid drama. And I just say we leave them alone on Twitter. Like they're actually ridiculous and their community is toxic. And I don't even want to be a part of it. I don't want to be tagged or retweeted by any of them.
2: Okay. I'm I'm good with that.
0: By any of them. Any I of just, them I just
2: I just hope that some of the stands understand like in inside deep down that they are guilty by association for you know interacting with Carl Marie Defender and being like, Oh you're so funny, Julian, like that kind of stuff. Well We're it's talking- like
0: this fucking podcast just releases this whole thing about us when they don't even know our take on anything and we actually didn't say any of the things that he that they said. And yeah. um, and then on top of that, they uh, they didn't call out any of the anti-Semitism that I faced. So it's just like, all right, cool. Oh, yeah. it Thanks very for keeping that same energy. I appreciate it. Very selective.
2: Look, here, here's the thing. So stupid. The, fa- the fact that people are getting this upset to things that we're saying, even though we're not saying anything that is insensitive or or offensive in the way that they are, we're drawing a very clear line in a way that I think people aren't used to dealing with. We're saying, hey you guys are acting like something that you're not you're toxic we don't support that and people they don't know how to deal with that so they tie it into like us not supporting like us trying to silence people's voices and things like that which i don't think we're doing it was just Um, a lot of
0: assumptions and um and it was just stupid And, and calling me ugly i would just like to point out is factually inaccurate you can call zach ugly all you want though that's correct
2: yeah, yeah. Carmari Defender said we had ugly faces, and it's so ironic because Carmari <laughs> Defender, you don't have a face. You intentionally hide your face. Wait, so. isn't Car-
0: is Carmari Defender not Jay? Like, I don't understand no, the difference between people. No, Carmari Defender is Julian, and God. then. Oh yeah.
2: Okay, here, here, let's let's break it down. So, yeah. Jay Jay Challenge used to be Shit. Liz Challenge.
0: Yes, who, and Liz Challenge was a, a pretending to be a fifteen-year-old white girl. Jay
2: Challenge pretended to be a fifteen-year-old white girl, and then um. Used that to like try and make inroads with certain cast members and and get tea from them, and then was you know like outed for being a catfish. and a, I've heard people say like Jay never actually had any tea in the first place, they would just like re report other so people's weird. tea. It's so weird, it's just the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. What a community! Yeah, so yeah, so yes. Carbury Defender says that we're ugly. And Jay called you a rat, which was racially insensitive, and none of these podcasts that want to come at us are talking about it. So, yeah, hey. and I
0: don't even care if they do; they cannot. Like, we can just all stop. Anyways, I'm really pleased with the way that Tea Time and and us have have decided to go about yeah. things. I Tea think Time they, didn't say
2: yeah; they didn't say any of that bullshit. No, 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 that no. no. Tea
0: Time honestly, like, like was great, and their episode. I understood where they were coming from because it was really a big misunderstanding. So I did understand the perspective, and they thought we had said things that we obviously didn't. And um, and we we agree a lot in a lot of areas. So I do. Um, And I like how, you know, they were so receptive on DMs and they were just really nice about the whole thing and um, initiating the episode. Yeah, super cool. So definitely not them. And I'm excited to have them on so we can discuss things because, you know, like I said, there's obviously some stands out there who are not horrible. Like, I'm not going to lie. They're not all one human being. This is not... You know, this is not just one group of humans that all thinks exactly the same, but just the culture is toxic and there are a lot of people in it who are toxic. But if you are Stan and you are one of our listeners, just know that I like you because you're a fucking Saniac listener and because you actually take the time to listen to our shit before you start going crazy.
2: And also, I mean, we've learned that some of the people hating on us are definitely watching as well. And they're watching deep into our episodes because they're picking up on details that come way later. Are they? Oh, I didn't
0: notice that. Oh, yeah.
2: So we appreciate that, guys and girls. Oh, I did
0: not notice that. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice that. We see you. All right, you guys, uh, we love you all so much. So programming note, this Monday, we got ourselves a special guest star, Tori Deal. Everybody, let's just do a round of applause. It's going to be interesting.
2: It's going to be be a great
0: show. If you guys are expecting me to have some hard-ass questions for Tori, well, you're wrong. All I'm going to do is be getting deep as fuck with her. I want to talk about meaningful things. I want to talk about life. I want to talk about love. I want to talk about happiness. I want to talk about body positivity. I want to talk about uh, female energy. I just want to talk about so many things that um, hopefully Zach will shut up for the whole episode. So we'll see how that goes. Probably and, not. But... Probably, probably not. But, <laughs> like, I can try. Um, and, of course, check us out at St. com and St. Podcast, all the platforms. Oh, and if you
2: guys, Even if you guys don't like Twitter, follow us on Twitter.
0: Yes. Yeah, feel yes. free to follow. Zach would like us to boost our Twitter following. So please go follow yeah. us on Twitter. Um and of course follow our individual accounts. I'm at Shawnee Suisa on Instagram. That's s-h-a-n-n-i-s-u-i-s-s-a-a And Zach is zcal seventy seven on Twitter. Um, yes, Rain, it will be recorded. It will be live. It will be out for everybody on our Facebook page right away and then on the audio will come out later. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great episode So tune also, the fuck in
2: uh, If you guys are around tomorrow tomorrow's Flashback Friday on MTV And the schedule looks pretty good I'm going to be watching um, Wait, is show, this something
0: they do every week? Because I don't know about this
2: I think it like just started um, So they're going to show a couple episodes from real world New York The first season Ooh. They're going to show back to back I'm really looking forward They're going to show the 1999 and 2000 VMAs. That's going to be great. I've already got that set up on my DVR. They're going to show Nirvana and Pearl Jam Unplugged, and they're You're going to be showing music videos like for most you such an MTV
0: fanboy. I could just watch you running home to get the TRL. I fucking oh yeah. God. Oh, they're
2: going to show some TRL stuff too. I, are I, they? I, shit, I'll actually yes. watch that. That's exciting. I love everything MTV used to be, you guys. It's one of the great tragedies of my life to not have it anymore. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I do this shit. I fucking miss uh,
0: it. The great tragedies. Um, all right, you guys. We love you so much. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>
2: shout out to bria defender
0: (laughs) yeah shout out to bria defender follow bria defender for show um yeah i think that's it i'll see you all later